thank you to our podcast sponsor, Y-Food, nutrition in every situation. These are delicious. Y-Food supplies your body with essential nutrients such as proteins, fiber, plant-based oils, and 26 essential vitamins, minerals. In short, a practical, healthy meal. Especially when you're short on time. Available as drinks, powders, or bars. Tastes great, saves time, and leaves you feeling full for up to five hours. These are high in fiber, low in sugar, and high in protein, lactose and gluten free without any added sugar. So these are available in tons of different flavors. We've got a selection here, happy banana, pistachio, vanilla. We've got the bars and they do some powders as well. The Evil GT10 code and link is in the description to this podcast. Down if, there. if you're watching on YouTube, it is in the description. If you are one of our legends on Patreon, it is in the description on there too. There's a flavor for everybody, even me, even though I am a vanilla type of guy. So thank you once again to Y Food. Very much appreciated. You have sponsored today's podcast. Cheers, guys. We have a new MC. I've, I've been demoted. You have because you kept jibbing the intro music off. Come on, so put some more on then. You kept jibbing you love it, it don't you? Yeah, you love minute. it. Even Shane last week, he loved it. So if you ever see Boyzone on tour, they're going to be playing that. They are, hopefully. Ronan's going to be singing over the top of that. And you'll only know what we're talking about if you watched the podcast special which is probably not even on Patreon yet who knows no it might not be it might be next week we've but anyway done, watch it it's we've good. done a few now haven't we this is the uh, number I don't know eight eight yeah maybe and then we've done some um, we've done some exclusives alright you can stop now <laughs> you were just doing that on well, purpose this is, yeah. you? well this is what you do you see so you, you look professional you just sort of like look professional gently you fade it out <laughs> gently fade it out there you go and that's it job done okay how hard was that what an intro do you know to what? a podcast You've that smashed is. it. You've smashed it on your first go. That's what I do. I mean, I was when I said, do you want to swap places? Just from a, from an image point of view, because yeah. normally I'm sat there, you're sat you there. Are. Yeah. And I just thought people might like to see us in reverse, reflective. You know, if there's a mirror here and yeah. you're on one side now, I'm on the other. Okay. I actually prefer it over here, though. Do you? Yeah, because it's more like laid back. Yeah, it is. You yeah. can just sit back like that. And you feel like you've got a constipate over here. Yeah, because you're always on the, you're on the machine, aren't you? I am on the machine, although you don't do anything with this. What I will like to just point out is that finally <laughs> we've got the um, the little things for the buttons. It's a bit of cardboard. You can have stuff on both sides. But I have got, so we've got all the bits now. Intro, as you've just heard. We know exactly where that is. Top left-hand corner. Then we've got the, the laughing. I didn't know you could play two at the same time. You just not. You needed to read the manual. I did not know that. Anyway, I mean, what's there up you go. There you go. But we're, uh, we're we're slowly but surely getting there, aren't we? We're getting there. Well, yeah, definitely slowly. Mm. So, as always, uh, we'll uh, we'll thank our Patreons again because we we thanked you on the last podcast. Yeah. And um, we really do support, appreciate your support. And, uh, yeah, keep it going. Keep yeah. it going. Massively, massively um, helping us carry on doing this um, and carrying on going and, and taking this equipment, which is a ball ache, by the way taking oh, this equipment yeah. around, packing everything up and putting it in the boot of the car. The only thing I'm worried about when we do that is stuff getting damaged yeah. in transit and things, you know, like carrying stuff about, moving it. That's the only thing that worries me because this is expensive stuff. Well, it's expensive, yeah, and we don't really want to be replacing it because of manhandling in the back of cars. We try and transport it as good as possible. I mean, if you were going abroad with this kind of gear, you'd have it in hard cases. Yeah. You know, when you see them going through the airport, you can yeah. tell the musicians or artists or whatever. Usually in them, be, them silver metal case things, yeah, whatever they're called, I can't remember what they're called. We would be piss artists though, surely. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, because yeah. we're good at that. We are. Even though we're on our health kick today, we're, we're yeah. doing the Y-Foods. 
because these, um, yeah, the, it's good stuff. And we have to thank our sponsor of the uh, the podcast because you know without our sponsors, Y Foods, and everybody else, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Correct. We don't do it very well, but we wouldn't <laughs> be able to do what we do. So thank you to thank you to the patrons and um, thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, and that's not an empty thanks, by the way. That is that is really really meant because it it's, is from uh, deep down here. Deep down. I mean, I'm going deep deep, 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 deep into my heart. Oh Jesus. Yeah. And th- I'm glad that you said into your heart. My black heart. As long as you didn't say ass, we're all right. My brick. <laughs> Swinging brick. Swinging brick. That's what he's got. Hey, talking of bricks, how's your house coming along? It's coming along uh, quite well. We've, I don't know how much I've spoken about it since Not I moaned about the, the toilet situation. But Come on, Victor, yeah, let's hear it. Let's, let's, let's just go back. I don't really want to talk about it too much because it's boring, isn't it? No, Someone else's house, isn't it? Who wants to know? Well, it's entertaining because I see your, your like, enthusiasm and, and emotion drain out of you as you start talking about it. Well, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we started to take all the flooring up and do the screening, which was a massive job. And you know about your perfectly good flooring? Yeah, it was okay, yeah, but... It wasn't to it, your taste. My wife didn't want the flooring. She doesn't like carpets. It's, everything's got to be clean, clinically clean, yeah. and which means it needs to be mopped. Or like, not even a mop, like a mop in a bucket where all the water gets splashed everywhere. These are like, she's got a special like... The steam, um, steam thing, in it. Yeah, just a fly on the desk there. Sorry about that. <laughs> We've still um, got the fly problem. We have. They'll, they'll go soon, sooner or later. But no, it's not even a steam mop. It's just a mop that hoovers at the same time. Wow. So imagine a mop that's spinning. So it's mopping, but then spinning and sucking the water. I know they're, they're dead old, but this is quite a compact thing. So she can go around and just clean everywhere dead quick. Right. And she's like, don't, don't walk on the floor. I've just mopped it. But it's quite. So you've a, got a hover around your own house. Yeah, I've got a. Well, stay upstairs. <laughs> so, which that's that's you. I mean, you don't need an excuse to not to come not come out, do you? I lived in a in a bed sit when I was nineteen, and I remember paying fifty five pound a week for it in Manchester, and it was everything in gas, electric, everything, council, ev- the the lot. Right, I just paid the guy fifty five pound a week. Nice, and it was one bedroom thing in yeah. a bed sit, right? So, which yeah. if anybody doesn't know that term anymore. You just get a room. It's like living in your bedroom. Yeah, it's a bed house sit. with like loads of bedrooms. All the rooms are turned into bedrooms, effectively, yeah. aren't they? You share the kitchen, you share the bathroom. You know, looking back, I don't even know how we're managed because I can't even deal with no downstairs toilet at the moment because the toilet's been ripped out. So I don't know how I managed sharing a bathroom. For anyone, for anyone who's wondering why that toilet's been ripped out, it's because... Um, your wife had to have a stool to get on it. Yeah, she had a stool at the bottom because her legs were dangling. It, but the builders come in, a few different people, and said, yeah, they are quite high then. Right. But I never noticed it because my legs were a bit longer. So I, I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But yeah, we spoke about that before. We did. But going back to the flooring. So I'm quite happy now, even now, 30 years later, I could quite happily live in a bedsit. Really? No issue whatsoever. Right. I'm, I'm, as long as I've got my office space so I can do my stuff, Yeah. you know, I'm fine, I'm good to go. So are you going to volunteer then to um, rent out the West Wing of your, your current property then as a business? No, there's no West Wing, you know that. You're full of shit. <laughs> Stop winding me up. If you had a West Wing, you know, that'd be great. But I don't know where you... I mean, if you think that's a West Wing and an East Wing and all kinds of wings, you must be living in a match, match, match box. Hello. I am. It's a well, two-bed terrace style you're not living, living in mate. a matchbox, are you? Fit, you could fit at least 15 of my houses in yours. My friend, who I've known for years, 30-odd years, he, he's actually been in a bed sit in right. the last few years. Yeah. And um, I can imagine him saying it. Right. 
because one room probably the size of, actually it's the size of this this loft space here above the garage yeah I get it I get him him saying it but no you're in a house <laughs> you're in a two bedroom house I and am. it's big enough for you and your missus and that's all that's the thing in it it's big enough for what you need we don't need anything bigger than that although it, everyone likes to don't they it's like uh, you were saying about the whole house situation my uh, my missus mum and dad said it again the other day there was like uh, I can't remember where we was apparently getting some money from I can't remember where it was Back but of she the was like, I don't know, yeah, but she, they were talking about, uh, oh, you should uh, get that money and pay it off your mortgage. And I was sort of thinking... What money? Well, I can't remember what it was for. I mean, you come it some money I, no, I don't know about, yeah. No, there was about 1,500 quid, and I can't remember what it was for. I, I genuinely can't remember. It weren't it weren't a lot, but she was like, oh, um, you should sell it and pay it off your mortgage. And it's like, I'd rather 1,500 quid in my bank, I'll be honest, because 1,500 pound off your mortgage is going to make absolutely fuck all difference, isn't it? Not really, no. One point, if you've got 100 grand mortgage, it's 1.5%. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, if you had a 100 pound mortgage payment a month, surely that would only bring it down by 1.5%. That's crude maths, right? Yeah. But it's going to be a, a ballpark thing. I know if you put more in each month, your mortgage, um, your mortgage term can be reduced significantly. Yeah. You know, if you put like an extra whatever in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you doubled your mortgage up, if you doubled, so if you've got a 20 year mortgage and your mortgage payments was a thousand a month and you put it up to 2,000, you would actually more than half your mortgage yeah. term. You'd think you'd half it, but you don't because you save on the interest, don't you? You do. So you'd, you're probably taking half and probably 15% yeah ish so it's worth putting some extra money into your mortgage but in this day and age i just think people just max out on stuff anyway so it's like could you actually afford unless you uh, you had a windfall say one of your relatives left you some money yeah or you know you want some money somewhere i don't know yeah i mean we was talking about this when you was moving house weren't we how you your business done well you bought a bigger gaff but people said to you, why don't you just use that money to pay your mortgage? You have to your mortgage free. And you're like, yeah, so what? I'm mortgage free then, great. You go around in the pub and say, I have not got any mortgage, me. It's just bragging rights, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I own my own house. I was on the phone to Barclays before about the app, couldn't log into it. So the guy was, I said, can I change my details? Because I've obviously just moved out. And he said, um, yeah, I'll change your address. Do you own your property? And I was like, yep. He said, is it mortgaged or do you own it outright? I was like, what does it matter? Is that what it, why did he ask you that? I don't know. I've no idea. So anyway, he asked that question. And the previous mortgage, if I was to pay my mortgage off on that previous house, it would have made no difference whatsoever to my my life. I would have been just saving a mortgage payment a month that I never even noticed going out. Not like being I'm not like saying that in a big eddy way or anything. I just didn't notice it going. Yeah. It wasn't because we bought the house years ago. It was just, it wasn't, I noticed this one going out. <laughs> this one, I'm looking at the bank thinking, shit, is there enough money in? Because it normally isn't. I have to transfer money over. So it's funny because you go, you go to a different, I've never had to worry about, you know, has there been enough money in yeah. to cover the mortgage? And that's the good thing when you buy a house a few years ago. But hopefully in a few years from now, I won't notice this mortgage going out. Who you'd, knows? You'd like to hope so. I would yeah, hope, I'd like to know, yeah. But when you come to remortgage, sometimes you can put a bit extra in if you've saved up. Yeah. Because nobody, nobody wants a massive mortgage, do they? Let's be honest. But I don't mind a mortgage payment. Well, I think that most people now have just they'll either pay board at home, rent to a landlord, or mortgage to a bank. Yeah. yeah. Most people, surely, that's how the, the world goes round, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I think people just automatically budget for that now. 
They do. And when you think about mortgages, I, I look at owning your own house in two ways. It's money to leave your kids, if you've got any. Yeah. Um, but also, it's your house. And if I was to rent this house, the, the rent is the same as the mortgage. So yeah, I'm getting some equity into the property. But it's going to take 20 years to pay it off anyway. In 20 years, you know, you might be... You've got a mortgage till you're 85. <laughs> Fuck off. There's <laughs> <laughs> plenty of that. Yeah, well, some <laughs> some idiot, yeah. So um, it's just, I don't know. Do it. Am I going to be arsed when I'm in 20 years' time? Whether, you know, I just don't know. You just don't know. It's a long time off. Mm. But even so, I could have paid the other mortgage off or moved. But I'd be living... I'd have, I'd have some spare cash and then I'd just be wasting it. Yeah. I'd be wasting it on something. And it's a bit of a catch 22 because if I said, oh, I've got this this money left over each month because I'm not paying a mortgage, I can get a PCP on a car, right? Yeah. I could have got my GTR back or something like that. But if I had more cars because they had more money left over, where would I put them all? Because I could only get realistically three at the other house without having to move cars off the drive. Yeah. So you could get two down the bottom and one outside the house. So I could only really have three cars um, conveniently. Yeah. Because you don't want to be like, oh, I want to take that car out. Well, you've got to move that one, put it on the street, move that one out, put that on the street, move that one back on and then bring the other one back. It's just messing, isn't it? Yeah. So I thought I'd rather, if I do want some more cars in the future, get a bigger house with a bit more space and I can have a few more here. Well, and 30, they're not 35 cars now. <laughs> and they're not in the way, are they? That's it. We need a Beeb. Get a beep here, car park attendant. Yeah, awesome GTI beep. Yeah, we'll just get him stood at your gate and he can just direct traffic Yeah, yeah. onto your onto your estate. He's not expensive, is he? I can't imagine so, no. Cheap data beep. Yeah. But yeah, so fair play then. So car-wise, talking of cars, haven't you had some bad news Well, about one of your motor vehicles that you went and bought without me whilst I was away? Yeah, this is massive news, this. And I wanted to save it for a video, so we've not actually filmed this um what I'm going to say now, we've not filmed it in anything. This is an exclusive. This is an exclusive for yeah. you guys. So we, we're going to film it. So this video that we're going to film on this subject might already be on YouTube, but I don't think it will be. It no. might. You might get this first, but what's either way. What's the date today? Oh, God knows. Uh, All I know it's a Monday. Is it the 7th? Who knows? Yeah, 7th of March. So Monday the 7th of March. This, this podcast is going on Patreon on Saturday, whatever... This Saturday, whatever that, what is that, the 12th? Yeah. Well, uh, the, the sort of like the incentive to get it, uh, we, we're saying it now because we want you guys to know about it first, mm. but unfortunately you might end up have already known about this. So the M3, the E46, the 20-year-old uh, banger that some people called it, you know, a bit harsh terms, but I like it. Mm. Um, spent some money on it and it's still got issues. So when we took it in, um, because we put the harder bushes on the gearbox mount, it's starting to rattle a little bit. So we've got to change them over. I don't know whether, whether that'll be done in time for when this goes out. Who knows? But also, there's been some there's been some noises coming from underneath. There has, and it sounds shit. Mm. And then when you get up to about five thousand RPM, it's just it just sounds weird and like something's rattle. It sounds like it's falling apart. Right, and it's not. Okay. Even though it is twenty years old, it's not falling apart, is no. it? We sorted the subframe out, and. It's, it should be getting in better condition. So that's all been spent money on. So the car probably stands me now at about 13 grand because the brakes, the, the, clutch, fly, uh, the clutch and the um, flywheel yeah. and some of the other bits, like just the, the, the service inside of it. So 13 grand. Then 
I'll let you tell the rest because the guy actually got in touch with you and told us some really, really bad news about the car. He did. Now, I'll keep my phone away from the uh, roadcaster because we've established... Makes a little bit of... You've got a bit of interference there, so I'll keep this away because it's annoying. I'll see if I can find this guy's um So I'll tee it up first. Message. So I get... This is what Ben's like. He's a right knobhead sometimes. So he, he messages me or rings me and says... I've got some really, really bad news about your M3. So I'm like, right, okay, go on then. Did I say it like that? Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but I don't want to tell you till next week on the um, on the podcast. I wanted I your like, live reaction, but I didn't know what to I do. I was like, you can't fucking say that. You can't say <laughs> I've got some really bad news about something, but I'm going to tell you in a week's time. So anyway, I spend the next few minutes moaning at him about that fact. You should you should have just not said anything. And um, yeah, he eventually told me the news, real bad news that the car has previously been in a really, really bad accident. And it could be someone bullshitting us, but the guy who said it is, he's owned the car for eight years, 2012 to 2020, and the guy he sold it to was the guy that did it up and sold it to me. Um, I'm not going to mention any names because I'm going to give the guy ample opportunity to get in touch when we do the video and offer some sort of, if if he knew about it, then that's bad, right? That's that's downright just bad. The guy's got a business, and a business in the motor industry, the motor trade. So it'd be within his interest. And I'm not about to like, I don't know, blackmail anyone over. Oh, I'm gonna start slagging your business off and stuff like that. I just want him to, you know, acknowledge the fact that he knew that this car has been in a bad accident, and just you know, offer me some sort of. I don't know, solution to, to the problem because I paid money to the guy. If he didn't know about it, then I was fine with that. But the guy that sold it to him said that he did know about it and he definitely 100% knew that the car's been in an accident. Now, that's just that's deceitful in my eyes. And I know he doesn't have to tell me, but the thing with YouTube is, and, and the funny thing is, when I picked the car up, because I went with uh, my friend Jordan, he took me down in his truck, and I remember saying to him, do you want to be on? Um, do you want to be on camera with me picking the car up because it's a YouTube video? And he and he was like, um, uh, probably best not. No, no, I'm okay. So basically, and I, and I thought I should have thought then. You know, that's most people say. Yeah, I'm not I'm not bothered, mate. He's got a business in the motor industry, so if anything, you would be probably glad of the exposure. So our video, I think that first video that I did, I think it's had forty or fifty thousand views. It's free advertising. So bang, bang out of order. Do you know what's annoying? You still though? can't find I it. I can't find it, mate. No, I can't. But that's find, right. We get literally. No, I don't think people realize how many messages, uh, like DMs, that we get on Instagram, and I reply to absolutely everybody, unless they're usually asking for you know a used, worn pair of boxers, yours, like, yeah, which is a bit weird. I leave them ones alone, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I can't find it. But yeah, basically, the guy um, contacted us on Instagram. He owned it before the people you bought it off. So he sent me a picture of it. It was down the side of his garage. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, I had it before. Um, he'd done... Because I was like, did, was it you did all their miles in it? Because it was obviously, it's high mileage. And he was like, no, no. He had it about... I'm sure he said he had it about eight years, something like that. And he did... So just to recap for people that don't know and maybe not seen the history of the car, and it had done like 50k in the first two years. Something mad. It was like something that. crazy. Yeah. Or even like 70 in the first three years. Some, it was massive, massive. It was massive. massive. Like, I've never even seen any other car close to that 
sort of like mileage in a short space of time. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, but he, uh, he contacted us and said, I had the car. A taxi crashed into him. But the taxi was saying that he... I can't remember the full ins and outs of the accident, but basically um, he didn't win. It went down as 50-50 and he decided to get it fixed himself rather than go through his insurance. And this was a long, long time ago. But the thing is, I actually know why, because you think now the cars are worth, well, anywhere from like, at the time it could have been a 15 grand. No, no, sorry. Now with that mileage on from eight years ago, it might have been a 15 grander, but that mileage... Um, in 2012, I only know this because I picked my um, other M3 up for 5,600, and that was about it was a nice price, but you were paying about six, around six, maybe six two yeah. for a hundred k car. Right. So the car was only worth six two. So would you really put it through insurance? Would you really do that? Because it's not worth no, you know, you're not worth claiming so. on. Is not, it? not at that kind of money. I mean, now you'd probably be I mean, parts are getting more expensive and more rare. And we've only we've realised this with the RS4, haven't we? Trying to find a grill reasonably priced. Jesus, oh, yeah, unbelievable fortunes. But um, so yeah, when it comes to repairing cars like that, now you probably need to go through the insurance because the parts are so expensive. Yeah. So um, I, get, I get why he did it all that time ago. Yeah, um, why he did it himself. Yeah, but, why he did it himself. Yeah, he said a taxi crashed into him and he said it was bad. It was near side front corner. Um, he's like, he said to me, he's like, it's a wonder, because people have worked on the car. It's like, it's a wonder that nobody's actually mentioned or noticed or anything. I mean... Must be a good repair then. Must be a very good repair, yeah, you would have thought. But then I suppose if you're, if you're not looking for something, generally speaking, you don't, more often, excuse me, more often than not, you don't find it, do you? If you go in looking for something, eventually you'll find it. But if you're not, then... I mean, the thing for me is, I mean, there's a few things with the M3. If it was my own car that I wanted to get more for, I don't know, I, I probably would have gone for, I definitely would have gone for a lower mileage car and something with like a bit more transparent history on it because the, the history was a bit missing on it yeah. and stuff. But I got it super cheap in for now anyway, for today's money, 9,800 super cheap. So, but it was more of a YouTube car. I wanted to get a high mileage one and say, look, you know, high mileage or low mileage, at least the high mileage car you can actually drive mm. without the worry of, oh, me, me 30,000 me 30, mile M3, I don't want to put another mile on it because it's, gonna, it's, go, it's going uh, down in value. Whereas a 145,000 mile car, if I do 5K over three years, it's still worth the same, if not gone up in price. You've not done 50 miles in it since you've had it, have you? No, it's just gone back and two to the garage <laughs> because it drives like shit now because of this uh, rattle that it's got that's yeah. developed because of the bushes. Um, so, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. It's more of an experiment thing. You know, do you have, are you going to have more fun in a cheaper car because you're going to drive it more? And it's the same with anything. Um, the lower the mileage or the newer the car, you're always like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm putting mileage on a car. It mm. is depreciating. Yeah. I had the same problem with my GT3. I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have done because I was constantly thinking about the resale price. Oh, well, you know, I'll get this for it and I'll get that for it. So I should have just drove the car properly and then just sold it anyway. Yeah. When I wanted to sell it to get to get something else because I got the GTR after that uh, for practicality more than anything else. Well, in a perfect world, that's exactly how you want to own a car, isn't it? Mm. You know, that's exactly how you, you, people don't, surely don't, generally speaking, they don't buy a car to not drive. I mean, I know that people with a shitload of money that collect cars, that's different. Um, but the majority of people will buy a car to enjoy it and drive it. But yeah, with the current in the current climate with how cars are at the minute, and spe especially specialist cars like that, the GT3, yeah. um, 
they they don't lose money all that much. Well, uh, they go up if anything. Well, yeah, exactly because you can't get them you unless know. unless you've bought one second hand. Well, the average you, average Joe can't just bowl into Porsche and say I'll have a GT3. Thanks very much. No, and if you buy, say you went and bought a hundred and twenty grand nine nine seven GT3 RS, and I think you're looking at you might be able to pick one up for one twenty one thirty now. That car in ten years will be worth more money. Mm. So really, you know, if you could, if you was able to get specialist PCP finance on it, your payments wouldn't be a lot because no. the the person giving you the finance knows that the car's not going down in value. If you say, right, I'm going to do two thousand miles a year or even one thousand, really low, they're going to say, well, it's not, it's going to go up if anything, but we'll keep it at the same. So you just pay. Well, you're going to pay a very, very small PCP payment. But at the end of the term, you still need to cover that 120, 130 grand balloon. Yeah. But so I don't really, I don't really know. I don't think you can get specialist PCP realistically and then say, I'm keeping the car because the car is going to go yeah. after the three or four years, just because if you've not got that balloon payment, then the car's got to go. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. I'd rather just pay HP, lower interest. And at least at the end, the car's yours. If you want to keep a car. And then if you don't, you just sell it anyway. Surely there's more, uh, there's less, less interest on it. But I don't know. I've never really looked in it. I just know that you were saying about Shmee, he, he does specialist PCP finance on his. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. some of them anyway. I didn't watch enough of the video to, I think it's been on for sort of two or three months now, but um, he he actually had the finance company on his video and, and they sort of explained the, the full ins and outs because they realised that some of these cars, if not 99% of the cars that he's buying, they don't go down in value. No. Now, you can you remember what the PCP was on your GT3? They were saying that it was going to be worth like half its fucking... 70,000. So the car was 131. They said the residual value in four years' time would be 70,000. So I was paying 1,400 and something pound a month on a PCP. And when I come to sell it, I sold it for more than I paid for it. Which is mad, really, isn't it? I mean, making maths up here completely right. But if you'd have had that on an interest only, say it was 200 quid a month or something interest, and your car would have been worth more. So you'd have, all right, you wouldn't have been building any equity into your car like you did do, because obviously you're paying £1,400 a month. Some of that is interest, but also you are paying off, you you know, it's like a mortgage, isn't it? You're paying off some of your um, some of your car as well. So you're building equity into it, you'd like to think. That doesn't happen very often with new cars, by the way. The majority of new cars, as you guys will know, go down in value, generally speaking. Historically, they have. Hmm. Um, but in the cl- current climate, the the the, um, the e-tron that's getting traded in, again, um, exclusive for you guys. So when I did the e-tron video, I said my wife's going back to a car that she had before. She's getting the RSQ3 back because she really loved that car. And I only twisted her arm to get rid of it for, um, was it the RS6? Yeah. You did. T- twisted her arm for that and... I had to bribe her and buy this and buy that. Anyway, she she gave in, but she didn't actually. I forced her to get rid of that car. So if people are going to say, oh, you, you got that car back, you shouldn't have sold it. It wasn't actually her fault. It was my fault. I wanted the RS6. Now, she just wants that car back. So she's put an order in. It's coming in around May, and the e-tron's going back at the same price, 63000 That you the, bought it for. That's at the moment. So maybe in, I don't know, two months' time, might be slightly less because obviously you can't agree a price now and then say, oh yeah, in, in two years, t- in two two months time, it's going to be the same. I get it. It could have changed. It oh, could, of course, yeah. I mean, it could go up. Yeah. 
there could be even more so- shortage of new cars and it could say, oh, he gives you 64,000 for it. Yeah. Well, that ain't going to happen, is it? It's mad to think, <laughs> isn't it? Just a, it's just an electric car, nothing particularly amazing or special. It's not like it's a, a RS e-tron GT or something like that. Um, and yeah, he said he sold it for 63 and he'll buy it back off you for 63. How many months you had it? Three, four months? I got it um, October-ish last year, November maybe. We've had it about three, three, three and a bit months, yeah. Maybe, f- no, four months I think it was because I did the video four, m- yeah, four months. Four months, which so, is mad, isn't it? Mad yeah. to think that you're getting what you paid for it. Well, some of the, I think the e-tron GT, um, they were saying at Manchester Audi that the price that they've sold it for is actually, they, they bought it back for more than they sold it for yeah. originally. And uh, that's just, that's an electric car, obviously, GT. But it's just crazy. Um, Cars I, are. I hope mad. it goes back to normal. I really do because I just think it's having a knock-on effect to everything. I mean, like going back to the beginning of the podcast, we're having building work done. The... The tiling job, the labour, one person, £600 a day for labour. What? Yeah, exactly. And that's just, supposedly, that's the going rate because we got quotes. Well, I didn't get... Wow. Uh, my friend who recommended this guy, I mean, dead nice guy, dead quick worker, to be fair to him, and meticulous with the job. So you are getting, well, you would hope you're getting a good job uh, for that price. Uh, but he said he thought it was expensive when he did his house but he got two other quotes and they were more expensive. Wow. It was like more expensive than 600 a day. Um, so yeah, I was thinking like a tradesman and that maybe 250 ish. If you, you know, yeah, maybe 300, but then we've had decorating quotes that are just fucking off the scale. Oh yeah. You've had another one. Yeah. Have you had another one? Yeah. We had another one, one. um, seven and a half grand to decorate the house. That's not supplying. That's just supplying paint. We've got the wallpaper. So that's just paint. Is this the whole house? Whole house, yeah. Seven and a half bags to decorate yeah. the whole house. Yeah. So it's paper and some painting. Um, that's not even doors, by the way. The doors wow. are getting some other treatment put on them. So yeah. But we've got another quote which is cheaper, but not by much. So yeah, ridiculous, really. The, and this is the thing: uh, these tradespeople, I don't think they need the work, so they're just quoting high, and we need the work doing because, well. We just need it doing. We've moved house. Everybody that moves it, if you've got a little bit of a budget left over, you're going to tart the house up to your, to your, um, like uh, your style. Yeah. Not my style. My wife's style. She just tells me what's happening with it and how much the. You'd have everything Volvo beige if you could, wouldn't you? Oh, I love beige, mate. Oh, I love Volvo beige, <laughs> mate. No, I just leave. My wife's an interior design person. She that's what she went to university to do. She's got a degree in that field. That's like me saying to someone in awesome GTI. Let me tell you how to fix that car. They're technicians. They know what they're doing. And it's the same with my wife. Why would I even consider telling her how to dress the house, tell no, the house up? No, it but just, i tell you what she does need to do. She needs to learn how to do the actual jobs as well as just design it. Save you a few quid. <laughs> save, save us a fortune. <laughs> but I have said chop at this, this last one. Right. We, we went out yesterday. So you're nuts and, enough um, now for a bit. I said, we need to stop. Yeah. I said, after these jobs you've mentioned, bifold doors... Another five and a half, for six, what? seven Bifold grand. doors for what? The back? For the back, yeah. Why was it with the ones you're in? They've yeah, got the sliding not, ones, then? Yeah, they're not, they're not the best. They're supposed to be, like, the security on them is really, really bad. But yeah, uh, with labour, you're probably talking seven grand for them. And I said, it needs to stop this. Wow. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> I said, every day you come into me and saying, oh, I've got a quote for this, and I've told them to do it. I'm like, you're taking the piss. Wow. I can't keep up. No. Literally, and she said... This is the fucking piss take. He yeah. said, well, you can sell some cars, can't you? 
It's like you're having a laugh. Fucking hell. When you just bought them. How rude. Yeah, exactly. Have you had a word? I didn't know this. I'd have slapped her about then. I just She's just made me a brew and everything. I'd have got me like, Shh, fucking selling cars. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Um, the first job that we... So we've had the flooring done. Um, that's been done. That's paid. Uh, we had Ultras in. Mike from Ultras. He was doing the alarm CCTV. Um, I hope you got a good price for this alarm system because for, I've seen uterus on uh, everywhere. Not uterus. It's uterus. U- it's uter- everyone was commenting saying, all I can see is uterus. Look, I said to Mike, right? <laughs> I said, I'll give you a shout out okay, whenever, I'll, whenever possible. I'll pipe you off at every, uh, every given but, chance. Um, <laughs> Malcolm, who did the flooring, he doesn't do Instagram right. or anything socially. So there's absolutely no point because I said, I'll... You know, if you want, if you want me to post some pictures, I'll I'll post the pictures. He was like, I don't even do it, so I was like, right, fine. You don't fucking and, um, need to charging six hundred pound a day. That's does it. it. By the sounds of it, they don't need any more work. No. Whereas Mike is, he's like, yeah, just just fire it over. Like the well, more more the merrier for me. The he more loves work. having celebrities on his Instagram, though, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can't get any bigger than us, can you? Obviously, ever? mate. I was going to say now. me, but it's us, really, isn't it? It is us. Do you know yeah. what's funny? The um, so I want to just say uh, thank you to Mike at Ultras because Fucking he's uh, again. <laughs> he's he's done all in here and he's he's not finished it yet actually because he's waiting. There's a part on back order for the gate the gate intercom thing. Are you having but the MP- AMPR or not now? It, we're gonna have a look at it. But, <laughs> um, we'll get onto that in a minute. But he's done a really really tidy job. Um, everything is like it's super tidy. And when he told me about it, I was like, mm, you know, can you do it cheaper? And he said, look, he said. Because that's the thing I say about everything. Of course it is, Especially yeah. when my wife's like, the quotes are stacking up. Like, yeah. I'm I'm getting ready to pay one, and she's like, I've got another one here. Move <laughs> along, move along. And I'm like, I can't even keep up. You're getting slapped about, black and blue, you. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's her money as well. It, we, you know, our money, my money, her money, it's all money together. It's a household money. So I just deal with the financial side of stuff, because if I left it to my wife, we wouldn't have any money left in the bank. So <laughs> I, I tend to like, money doesn't burn a hole in my pocket, even though you might think so. It, it just doesn't, like, I like to have something left in the bank. You could have, you could have, Com- I mean, the house, by the way, inside was mega. I understand the whole tasting, decor and flooring. You know, it wasn't, the, the flooring in your kitchen wasn't to my taste either, but. It was very cottagey, yeah. stone, like you, outside it might have, it might have been okay, but it's it, just a cottagey, in a newish house, three year old house, four yeah, years. Yeah, it didn't really go with the theme. No. Uh, of You know, like the actual, because it, it looks like a new build. So. Yeah, it, with a cottagey theme in the kitchen. Yeah, it was a little bit like weird, wasn't it? Shaker. Is it a shaker style kitchen? Shaker style, yeah. Yeah, so it was very, yeah. But anyway, that had its own problems with floor height and everything. But it's, um, yeah, going back to the, going to back to Mike at Ultras. No, thank you very much. Sake. <laughs> so, Mike, um, what yeah, check, you done it, to him? check him out on um, on Instagram. We, we, are, we are Ultras. He doesn't plug our merch as much as he's plugged. But the thing is, Mike at Uterus. I'm happy. I'm happy with the job. I fucking bet you are. I yeah. mean, I haven't paid the balance yet. Ain't but there supposed to be some up there? What's that for there? That's the uh, ubiquity uh, Wi-Fi, but it's getting um, put in, uh, finished off this week. Right. Okay. So, um, but so we'll get proper wifis in here. Yeah, yeah. It'll all be um, yeah, be Wi-Fi'd up in here. Yeah, no problems. Yeah. So we'll, so be able to, be we'll be able to go live. Yeah, we can go live at five. Really? Yeah. We need to do some live shit. We do well. This is sort of live, isn't it? You know, if we say anything, it usually stays in. Yeah. We bleeped a couple the other day. We won't say why, but it's just we bleeped it. Well, and the thing uh, is, we don't like we don't like unintentionally upset. Well, we just don't like upsetting anybody anyway. But certainly not un- unintentionally. And as much as um, what was said wasn't meant, it's sort of like it wasn't us. 
No, it wasn't us. And we're not going to say who it is. No, but you'll have to like, watch. You'll know. You'll know. It, it, was, it is. You'd just be upsetting somebody unintentionally for no reason. Like for it, it, there was nothing good would have come of it. Put it that way. No, so, no. And so it was just, uh, for the it was sake just of um, loose, loose lipped. Yeah. And it was a pissed up podcast. So you'll know. You'll know which one it is <laughs> by the time. By yeah. the time. Well, it might not have. A, I don't. Do you know what? I don't even know which ones are on and which ones are not now because we have the Patreon exclusive ones where we have a guest. They are just exclusive Patreon. Yeah. Nobody gets to see them at the moment. They might go on YouTube in a few months, but literally that's going to be so far down the line. You should, you know, you should be okay with that. But it is literally, it's not like the week after you can get it on YouTube that you can with the normal podcasts. And the only reason we do that is because we want to entice people in off like a free platform, YouTube being that. Yep. And we want to get them into the Patreon family. Do you know, know, do you know what's funny? I, I was literally sat here then thinking, because I actually forget that we put these on these ones on YouTube, so I'm like, I, I talk to the patrons as if, um, as if they're the only ones that watch it. But these particular ones aren't, are they? Yeah, these will get. Um, we we're trying to we're trying to keep these about a month behind. Yeah, just so you guys feel more exclusive content that you're getting because that's what ultimately we want. Yeah, but like we're saying, we need to get it on YouTube just to to spread the word, basically. But the the yeah the. The, the guest ones. The guest ones are always going to be like, they're going to be, they might get dropped in a few months. Why? But just, no, no, I don't mean dropped, I mean dropped on YouTube. Oh, I you see. Know. Like six months later, put them on YouTube. Yeah, going to be way down the line. Well yeah. old news. Yeah, well old news, yeah. But yeah, we've we've done a few now. So uh, this Wednesday, well, I say this Wednesday, this is going on Saturday. So the Wednesday just gone, the patrons will have had um, Jay Cannon's podcast, yep. which was a good one. We got to sort of, get an idea as to what the cannon run is like and he's got a, a mad story on that on that podcast like i couldn't believe the story that he was telling yeah. us about his lamborghini and yeah and the thing is with these podcasts uh the one we did yesterday at Assetti with uh shane and motty um you know you're only not even scraping the surface of because there's two people with their own stories yeah shane obviously being a real celebrity um he's we, we'd have to do a hundred podcasts with him. Oh, to get all of his good stories uh, out of him. Yeah, yeah and it's two definitely. hours long each. Yeah. Just to get even scratch his life story. Um, I don't think we would have got him before Boyzone. Like this story no. before Boyzone yeah, in two yeah. hours. And yeah. then you've got the Boyzone stories and then obviously all the stuff after that and then the stuff now. So, yeah, these uh, podcasts, these exclusive ones, we might end up going back and revisiting some people. Well, he suggested it. Down the line. Because Shane half owns uh, D13 with Nathan. In Nutsford. In Nutsford. And uh, Shane actually suggested it. Yeah, he's like, bring your shit down again. We'll do another one. Yeah. We'll have a few beers and do another podcast. Which, not like separating any of the other podcasts we've done, but that was probably my favourite one up to now. Yeah. Because the only one we've got pissed on. <laughs> it was good, that. Nothing to do. I mean, Nathan is a top guy and we have a right laugh with him. We've been to D13 loads of times and it was just the same as what normally happens with some microphones running and, and some, <laughs> yeah, and some uh, video recording equipment. So, um, yeah, we were always going to have a great time there. And if you're into, like, an Irish bar theme, like, that kind of uh, setting, get down. Um, parking's a bit iffy because it's Nutsford. But there's a car park across the road. Mm. Don't know how much it is. But, yeah, if you're in the, you know, if you're half an hour away, have a, have a, well have a, look, have a look in, yeah. Um, we're there for Paddy's Day, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to go. Is that the seventeenth? Seventeenth uh, of March, I think we're there. No idea, but it's going it to be it's going to be banging in there because oh, that yeah, is the theme be. of the pub, isn't it? Because yeah. obviously Shane, he's he's Irish, so you know they're keeping it along. Am I? He's probably going to be there as well. I think he is. Yeah, 
So there'll be three three celebrities in there, (laughs) won't there? (laughs) There'll be a few, you know, because he's still good friends with Abs and the lads are Fats and Small and um, Abby might be in there with Jess, um, the two two drivers. So, yeah, I reckon there'll be a few people in there. It'll be a good good laugh, that. So if you're about 17th of March, Northford, D13, come say hello. Yeah, we'll be in there. Um, It's not the biggest of venues. I mean, it's cosy. But there's the outside bit. Hopefully the weather's going to be okay. Um, Paddy's Day, usually people are outside from what I can remember. I've been out a few times on that. And the weather's usually, I mean, I'm touching wood now, but it's uh, <laughs> the table. The table. Your hands, hands were underneath the table. I was, I was panicking a little <laughs> are you, bit. Are you cold, you? I am a bit Because you've got your hands yeah. in your pockets. Yeah, I am a bit chilly. So yeah, it's, it's not a massive venue. So when it gets full, it's going to be rammed. Yeah. And especially on Paddy's Day. So if you are... Thinking of going in, I'd probably get down earlier rather than later, get yourself a seat. Yeah. And save us one if we're not there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Paddy's Day there will be good. Should be good. But um but yeah, so M three wise, going back to your M three, you you you're upset about the fact it's been crashed. I'm upset about I didn't get told it was crashed. Yeah. That's the only thing. I could say if the guy didn't know, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm completely hundred percent fine. It's just one of them things, shit happens. You don't know. It's a 20-year-old car. A 20-year-old car has got history. Yeah. It's not been sat in a garage. It's done 145,000 miles, so it's definitely seen some action. It's the fact that the guy knew. And I was asking, you know, I had a conversation with him, and he was telling me about the previous guy that had it. He's like, oh, he just, he, 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 he was just sat on his drive, and he neglected, neglected it and stuff. And he said, I just said, oh, I'll buy it off you, and I'll do this, and I'll tart it up. It's all lies. Well, yeah, because the guy who had it previous to him was the guy who contacted us. That mm. was the guy who the taxi crashed into him. So um, he told me on Instagram that he 100... I mean, we're not saying that he did. I'm just telling you what the guy said to us. Um, but the guy said that the chap who sold it to you 100% knew it had been crashed. Right, so we're just going off that information. Yeah. And that's all we can go off. And yeah, it's upsetting because I wanted that car as like in in five, six, seven, eight, ten years time, 145,000 miles on that car, it, it would have been fine because it would have been 30 years old. So, you yeah. know, normal mileage, average mileage, whatever you want to call it. So if anything, low mileage, because mm. 12K a year, 20 years, that's quarter of a million miles. So, yeah. It Barely moved. Really low mileage. So the thing is now, what do I do with it? What do I do with that car? I wouldn't, I fell out of like the, it doesn't hold as much value in my own mind because I know it's been in, in a major crash and not just a, you know, not just a tap on the rear quarter where it gets touched up for like, you know, a, a, a 300 quid blow over on the, on, on whatever. Yeah. That's not, you know, people, that's not an issue. It's just cosmetic, right? This has been like been smashed, properly smashed into and shit's been bent. Right. Yeah. And that's the problem. I, I don't really want to spend I don't think I want to invest much more time or money into it. Apart from, do I do I just make it a fast track, like a fast road slash track car, and just use it and maybe more, for more track based stuff? Because on the track, then you're going to have a few skirmishes with with tire walls and stuff probably well, you, over the time. You are, yeah. Well, That's the, what you do. The old one did so, yeah. <laughs> but 
I don't, then again, I don't think I want to go down that road. You've done it, haven't you? I've done it. So why? How long did you have that other one for? Eight years? Eight years, yeah. And you had your E46 M3, stripped it all out, proper tracked it, big wang on the back of it, custom yeah. wheels and brakes and all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah. So you've literally done it. So you'd, done it you'd just be repeating what you did. And that car stood me at about 30 grand when I'd finished, which is not a lot in, in the current climate. So I worked it out um, ages ago. I think it was 28 grand. So I bought the car for £5,000. The story with that car is I bought the car for 5600 but it had a number plate on it, and the number plate was SS52 Sam. Right. So it's like, you know, yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah, And I, and I just I sold the number plate for 600 quid. Right. So and when, I got, when I picked the car up, I was like, I never even mentioned the number plate. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I knew it was worth a couple of quid. I don't know how much. I thought, it's, it's three, four, five, six hundred quid, whatever. So I never mentioned it, and the guy just gave me a logbook and said, right. I was like, right, well, that's fucking coming off. <laughs> because when I bought the car, it was always going to be a track car. Yeah. It was always... So it was never going back on the road, so you didn't need to register it or anything. No, no, I, I didn't need that number plate. It, um, it just got sawn straight away. Got, I think I might have drove it for about a week, yeah. if that. And then um, obviously drove it home, got it insured. And then I just trailered it. I bought a trailer, and it got trailered everywhere. And do you know what the irony with that is? I bought a trailer and it never broke down. Well, your car never did. Never broke down really? and never sustained enough damage to not be able to be drove. Right. Like the wing got ripped off when I hit something at Rock, um, Rockingham. Um, I'd, I've smashed into tyre walls and stuff, but it's never sustained enough damage. I could have, dr- on every opportunity, when, well, every time that crash happened, yeah. I could have drove it home. Come off at Cadwell on the mountain, went over, it was wet. Back end went because you lift, and he ended up down the side, on the right hand side. If anyone knows Cadwell, going down no, towards the the start finish, and the guy come out, and he said, "You need to go and put the lottery on," because he said, "Everyone, literally every car that goes off where you've just gone off, tipples down the sort of like rolls down the the hill." And you didn't roll it. No, no. Was it caged? You yeah. had a cage in it. Didn't yeah, it was caged. The cage never got put to the test, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because my mate Ash, if you watch the when we went to the track with the Clio, and he he had the Carlton there, he just had an operation. On Ash his, did. Yeah, on his on his mid on his stomach, I think it was. Right. And he was a bit tender, and I felt dead guilty because right. I crashed, and he was in the car. Oh, I thought he was on about the day when we was at the track. Day. Oh no, no, no not that. I was going to say going back a few years, but right. yeah, yeah, he just had an operation like two <laughs> weeks previously, <laughs> and he was like, "I'll come out." It's like really, like you sure? Because like, you've just had an operation. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. And it then you wet. crashed it. So it was damp, if not wet. Yeah. And I was on our triple eight hours. Muppet. Yeah, exactly. So um, coming over the hills and stuff, and when it goes a little bit light on the rear end, I just don't know when to lift <laughs> off the throttle. Because I, I used to like wheel spinning it around places. You know, you have fun on a track day, don't you? You do. You don't, yeah. go, to, you don't go to do times. You go yeah. to have fun. So if that's going sideways a little bit, I'm having fun. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was a bit too, Cadwell's a little bit too short and slow for for an M3. Right. It's more of a, Cle- a Clio. Clio track. The Clio was good around there, but um, I had some tuition around there as well, because when I was in my 197 Clio, um, one of the marshals complained um, about my driving, said it was erratic and stuff. Standard, still the same. <laughs> so anyway, um, my wife was stood next to him when he was complaining on the radio about, so she was like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, oh, he's, I think it was just because I was driving aggressively. Erratically. Erratically aggressive, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's funny because um, the organiser, I forget who it was at the time, 
which one, which organiser. He said, right, you're going to have to go out with the guy and he's going to have to assess your driving. Went out and he said, nothing wrong with your driving. And I drove exactly the same. Really? 100%. You didn't, you didn't like nope. rein it in a bit? No, because I wanted to, I didn't want to rein it in because if I reined it in, then I just, that's not the point. I wanted him to say, yeah, your driving's fine. Right. And it was. He said, there's nothing wrong with your driving. Right. So I don't know what the, the marshal was looking just at. Just being a mad ass. Yeah, just being a fucking mong, innit? <laughs> it's like, just fucking grow up. It's fucking like, up. people are having fun on a track. You're going round. I've seen loads of people on racetracks going all over the place. Usually me. But, yeah, I was going to say, that is you usually know. you, yeah. But I go out to enjoy myself safely. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't put anyone else get ri- anyone else at risk in the two hundred grand GT threes and stuff. No, nope. you know, if you remember when we was on in whatever we was on in the blue GT three and a nine nine two. Yeah, that was I a clear, wasn't it? Stayed out of the way of that guy. Yeah, well, that's the thing in it, lady, like, whoever was driving you, it. Would you ever want to be responsible for for having no. a half, half like a Porsche Clio RS two hundred? No, you just wouldn't want to do not, it, would you? Not a chance, and it's not the fact of. The money side of it, it's the embarrassment of destroying someone's prized possession. I mean, the 992 GT3 at the moment is one of my favourite cars. I, I just love the way it looks so much better than a turbo. Yeah. A turbo, obviously, the performance is fucking, it's, it's well ahead. But I just like the aggressive looking yeah. of it. And I can't wait to see the um, the RS in, you know, in the flesh. It's going to look mad, that thing, oh, I mean, the, the wing on the back of the 992 GT3 is big. Yeah. Like, the big swan neck thing, whatever yeah. they're called. I mean, shouldn't work really because it, it, in theory it should be an ugly looking thing. Yeah. There's no finesse to it. It just works in my, but I love motorsport derived cars. Like I love stuff that on the road looks like it should be on the track. Yeah. I'm not bothered about like, let's be honest, 650 horsepower in a new Turbo S versus 520 is it, the GT3. Yeah, the performance is, is a massive difference. But who gives a fuck, really? Let's be honest. Who gives a fuck how, car, how fast the car gets to 60? Or if you go into Santa Pod all the time, I understand it. Yeah. But there's no way of testing that performance out on the street, really, is there? All it is is bragging rights. Dick swinging. That's well, I, all it is. I did it the other day and we went out on... Um Went out with a, a group of lads, all car, car nuts. Got loads of nice cars and stuff. And, and yeah, it's like constant from from them and other groups of people you know are doing rolling races and oh mine's quicker than yours and you know which is great like people surely you tune a car for it to be quicker but then that's mainly for your own enjoyment i think yeah of course it is like i loved the um 8 vrs3 when it had that apr map on it it transformed the car it was like it's been it's had a rocket shoved up its ass and that was just from a, a a remap it was just a stage one tune that was all that was so, I, you know, I, I enjoy, you almost feel like you're getting a brand new car again, don't you? Yeah, and I think after owning a car for maybe six months, maybe even three months, I think if it's a performance car, you always get used to that power, whether it be four, five, six hundred horsepower. You know, lots of six hundred, you want seven hundred. Mm. Then if you drive a seven hundred for maybe three months, then you want eight and nine. And, if that, and where does it stop? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? But once you go, if you went from like 900 to 1,000 horsepower, you'd be like, doesn't feel much different, this. Well, surely. The way I look at like when I've, because I've had the two GT3s now, it's not a speed thing. It's not a power thing. It's it's the way the car sounds. They sound much better inside than it. I was saying that, a full pelt, like 9,000 RPM. You've got to be hooning a GT3 yeah. from to sound mega. Changing gear. I mean, that gear change is just, 
oh, it's unbelievable. It's so, it sounds so good. You know, going, I remember flat shifting around Alton Park in the manual 991.2 that I had. And because it was flat shifting, it actually sounded like a GT, like a PDK. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because someone filmed me going round. And I was like, wow, that's, because all you're doing is you're keeping your right foot planted and then you're not dropping the, you're not dropping the throttle. All you're doing is dipping the, um, you're dipping the clutch and then pulling mm. the gear. So third to fourth, yeah, it's not as fast as PDK, but it's way quicker because the revs are staying up. Yeah. So soon, so the car automatically dips the rev. Yeah. As you engage the clutch and like, obviously, as you're moving the gear, it knows. And it's just amazing. And, you know, on the track, so, you know, you can drive it quite, quite enjoyably on the track. And it just gives you that little bit more um, enjoyment. And a GT3, as weird as it is, you know, even though it's got, what, 130 horsepower less than a Turbo S, will get around the racetrack quicker. Mm. So, but I wouldn't want to take mine on a racetrack again, only because I didn't really, you always feel like when you come off the racetrack, I got away with that. Oh, I, I can imagine. I mean, I took the RS3 on, didn't I, in the wet? Uh, I didn't film it, but I took the RS3 on because the Clio wipers stopped working and the RS3 was there. So I spoke to race control and he was like, yeah, just stick the sticker on. Uh, just don't let me catch you out in the two of them. So I took the RS3 on. Bearing in mind, I'd already been on with it before. We went on it, didn't we? And we, uh, we had a good few laps in it. But it was torrential rain and there's other cars on the track. And even that in a 60 grand car, I was like, I did. I think I did two or three laps. And I came off because I didn't enjoy it. And it weren't because it was uh, wet or anything. It wasn't because of the, the car and how the car drove. It's because I thought, fuck, if I, if I bin this, it's a, it's a lot of money. And it's not just you, yeah. is it? It's, there's other people around you. We've seen loads of times people getting yeah. caught by other cars. But Problem is on a racetrack in the wet is it's where do you stop? And I mean, when you come off the track, you ain't, unless you're in a gravel trap, but if you come off onto the grass... You can't stop. It's like ice, isn't it? It's like ice. There's yeah. no, like, if you come off, I've come off loads of times on the grass in the dry, and as long as you don't try and attempt to come straight back on the track, you're all right. You try and keep it going straight, parallel to the track. Don't don't try and turn back onto the track, unless you're going into a wall. Or but even then, it's 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 pointless because you're going to hit the wall. But if you turn the wheel too much, it'll just understeer anyway. So when I come off in the RS3 and a tiny bit of gravel and then onto the grass, you just bring it back on slowly. Yeah. Um, because if you get a car sideways, especially if it is a little bit damp in the wet and it bogs down, it'll flip the car over anyway. You know, if you're sideways, if you try and turn and then all of a sudden the car starts to sort of like do a drift and then it digs in, you're going over. Yeah. And then it's not just a case of you, you're writing the car off. You haven't got a roll cage. Mm. You're going to be, you're going to be seriously hurt. And that's the problem. So coming off the track is okay. You just need to know how to get back. You just got to crash in style. You have, yeah, and just keep it straight. And you're a professional crasher. So the only reason know. I know is because I've been off that many times. <laughs> and um, sometimes, and it's funny because the early crashes that I had, not they, they weren't big crashes, and they never involved anybody else. I never took anybody else out. Um, it was early on. Then when you get used to coming off the track, you don't flap as much. Yeah, you sort of like right. Okay, I'm coming off the track. No, no issues. I can see the tire. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. But I almost know now what I'm going to do as I'm nearly coming off the track because I'm like, I've come off here now, which feels like I'm going to do, and it's like, yep, yeah, okay, here we go. That's why I don't mind going over the rumble strips and stuff because you know it feels like you're going to come off. But again, going over rumble strips, it's not great because obviously you, 
you sort of like giving the car a little bit too much wear and tear because mm. it's a rumble strip. Oh yeah. So bang, 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 bang. But you feel like you're on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you feel like you're sort of like, you, you're really on it, even though it might just be because you've gone near the rumble strip because you've took the fucking worst entry into a corner ever. ever. Yeah. But in your own mind, you're enjoying yourself. And that's all it comes down to. So what I now want to know is, now that you've learned this news about your M3. Yeah. Bad news. Are we getting? Are we going to get another Patreon exclusive, um, or a Patreon early? Uh, uh, what's the word? Like, are, are we going to get an announcement? What What are your plans with that car now? Are you just going to get it so that it's sound and then fuck it off? Are you going to keep it? What are you going to um, do? I would love to say what I'm going to do to it for you guys because obviously you're supporting the uh, the podcast, but unfortunately, I've not decided. You don't know, so. Just stay tuned, basically. As soon as I know, you'll know. It's like one of them cars for me now that you know it's not mint. Yeah. It's like you, you sort of fall out. You know, with your RS6 and you're having issues with the RS6, I mean, we still don't, we still haven't got to the bottom of that, have we? But um, there was there was niggle, there was just stupid shit, door handles and central locking, and there was just stupid shit going on with it. Boot locks. Um, but you lost your faith in it, didn't you? I did, yeah, because... I've, I don't know how serious I was of doing any modifications on that car, but what happened to it went out the window with modifications because Audi were complaining about it was the alarm system. Yeah. Um, we can't say what alarm system they put on it because that's just, it's as if it's the alarm system's fault, which I don't think it was. Um, I think it was just the door handles broke and that was it. And the boot and the boot uh, catch, that broke as well because we took it into Van Ruin near us um, five star Valentin, they did the ceramic uh, stage one polish and the ceramic coating, and that's when it that's when it broke. Yeah, and then we got the AA out, and then it went into Audi, and they were like, "Oh, it's because you've had an alarm system." It's like, no, it's not. It can't be. But anyway, then you start making you doubt yourself. Is it? So the guy that fitted the alarm, because it was a third party uh, company to come out, he he checked. He said it's definitely not the alarm system. I've gone through everything, and yeah, but Audi were saying it was. And he was saying it wasn't. And then there was a bit of a, I don't know. But he said, because you knew the guys at Audi. Yeah. They said, we'll sort it out on this occasion. And then I just thought, well, what if I modify it and then something goes wrong on it and then they relate it to that when maybe it wasn't even anything to do with that. And then I'm paying tens of thousands of pounds to fix something. Yeah, so exactly. That's, I'd rather modify older cars. If yeah. you're going to modify a car, I'd rather do an older one. But yeah, because you know there's no warranty on it anyway. Yeah. So you, you, it's not like you're going to ruin any kind of warranty on a car. Exactly right. And uh, that's the problem with modifying a new RS3. Yeah. With all the warranties out the window. I know. But that's the problem. we have people in the right places that will, you know, look after us, hopefully, if, if something does break. If we were to modify something and something does break, we've got people in the right places that would be able to help us. Got people in high places. High places that would be able to help us get stuff sorted and and yeah you know. we're, we're in a lucky position that we know people now but it excuse me um it will still cost a few quid definitely um this might be the the right time then to tell them about the clio well it's your clio you tell them well i um it was a bit of an eye-opener for me when we took the rs4 out on track now obviously i've driven a faster car than the clio around the track which was the rs3 but I took the RS4 out, knowing that we've got an RS4 track car that we're trying to put together to get it ready. And we've got the grill and we've got the bumper sorted and the headlight and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully at some point this week, I think Wednesday this week, we're going to be 
doing as much as we possibly can to get that back driving properly and back together. Um, but when I took the RS4 saloon on, it, it was a bit of an eye-opener for me, just power-wise. I actually thought it was going to be shit. I thought that car was going to be shit on track. I really did. Um, it gets around really well. Just because it's heavy and, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas this uh, Avant now, now that we took the saloon out, and I thought, you know, that was really good. I enjoyed it more. I thought I would enjoy the Clio more than the RS4, but I enjoyed the RS4 more because it was just faster. It's just a faster car. And I've just realised a great video opportunity. Nobody, nobody's really asked about track days. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just I don't think people really want to watch you enjoying yourself around a track. I think even if you had an objective, a real serious, solid objective, I still don't think they'd get amazing views. But I think a good video would be, which is faster, a modified RS3 for the track yeah. or a road-focused RS, sorry, RS4? Yeah. Um, so we've got the RS4 saloon, which yeah. is a road car. Yeah. And then we've stripped out bucket seats. It's going to have harnesses, yeah. everything um, in the event. Yeah. Which one's faster? It'd be interesting to find out. I'm really interested in that. Yeah. I mean, you could you could argue well, one's got slightly more power. So maybe get the Avant on the dyno at Awesome. Yeah. So our saloon made 414. Mm-hmm. We even put the same map on it that we put on the saloon. Yeah. Get the same exhaust for it. Well, it's having the same exhaust, the custom. Yeah. Um, everything's going to be the same. All it's going to be is a weight thing. Yeah, it will be. It's exactly where it'll be, yeah. We just stripped most of the shit out the back of the RS4. Yeah. You could argue the 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 um the the estate is maybe going to be slightly different. I don't know on handling. Who knows? You just don't know, do you? No. But it's not like it's not a saloon, is it? It's a no. different. It's a different body shell. So you could argue against it. Well, it's a different car. It's not really a true test. But same engine. It's going to be ballpark same weight, stock weight. But then obviously the the uh, the Avant's been stripped out. Been um, yeah. yeah, all the soundproofing and stuff been took out of it. Yeah, a lot of weight I saving. Good. I I think it'd be good. We need to get them both on there. Definitely. Same wheels. Same yeah. alloys. Same, like just it's just and um, if anything, the the saloon that we took on had the PS4. Yeah, Pirate Sport 4S as it did. Yeah. Whereas the Avant's got the Accelera Sport Extra six five ones or something they're called. I yeah. think. The semi-slick track tyres that are on the... Well, they'll be brand new tyres, won't they? Brand the new first tires. time they're going to see any sort of um, heat going through them on a, from a road surface will be on the track. Yes. So they've never... It's been on the road, but it's only been wheeled from here to there, just yep. moved from here to there. Yep. They've not gone through any heat cycles or anything like that. No. Nope. Whereas the, uh, the Michelins, they've been around Spain. They have. And been subject to heat. Obviously, we did a track day on it. So they've been through some heat cycles. So... Again, you could argue that the that the Avant set up better because it's got brand new tyres, semi-slicks as well, mm-hmm. plus it's got less weight. But it should be faster. That's yeah, the thing. Be, yeah. But the thing to me is how much faster. Mm. So you just do a few you do a few timings and stuff, and the quickest time you get out of the saloon against the quickest time you get out of the Avant. Yeah, and then see if it's worthwhile stripping stripping yep. cars out and the thing. I think it'll it'll be. A second or something like that, I reckon. I don't think there'll be masses of masses and masses of time in it. I don't think anyway. Yeah. I suppose it depends on the injectors and whether or not it needs carbon cleaning the event and all that kind of stuff, which is going into big money again. But well, we need to get it on the dyno just just for a ballpark figure because it could be running four hundred for argument's sake. Yeah, or three three eighty for argument's sake, right? So it's f- say thirty five horsepower down, and then but then still 
a second quicker. But then it's lighter, so that might counteract the two. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to find out, definitely. Good do we're getting it on a waybridge mm. to see how heavy it is. Yeah. But I just don't know anyone with a waybridge. So anyone listening, who who knows where we can go? For a waybridge. For a waybridge. I know scrapyards have them, but it's just getting it there, isn't it, on a trailer Ball and lake. messing about. So everything's just messing about. Well, going back to the reason as to why we was talking about the RS4, was um, now the Clio, who I half own with Jay, Pimmy, a mate of mine, he owns Northwest Garage Equipment, shout out to them lot. Um, after driving the RS4, I now looked at the Clio afterwards and was a bit like, meh, meh. Do you know what I mean? I was just a bit yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm now used to, twi- like I, I, I enjoyed having double the horsepower on the track as than I did having heart. And as fun as the Clio is, by the way, it's great fun when you, particularly being on that track, Alton Park now, because I've done a, a few laps. I'm certainly <laughs> couldn't be any further from any kind of expert, but you sort of get you get used to like where you need to position the car at certain corners to to be quick round and you know that kind of stuff. Um, you then start to be able, even with four hundred horsepower, you start to be able to utilize it all. Mm. I thought at first it'd be wasted on me because. I wouldn't be using it all and it's all a waste of time. Whereas now I'm finding myself in the Clio, particularly foot to the floor. I'm like, come on. You're waiting for it, are you? I'm you like, just... come on, fucking hell. I get up the hill, you know, uh, the after the first chicane, you go up sort of up and down the hill to the next chicane, don't you? But trying to get up that hill, if you've not got through the first chicane quick enough, yeah. you're like, fucking hell, you've lost loads of speed. Whereas the RS4 just powers up there. It's It's just a lot better. And that's when you asked me the question, do you want to go in on this Clio? I said... I'm not interested. I love Cleos, by the way. I I, I just love for the money. They're an Min. amazing car. Five grand for that car, probably what it what it stands you at now. What it, what the value is. Um, you couldn't you couldn't spend the better five grand on a track car. No, I mean the RS4 and the Avant. They're going to be fifteen grand cars. So obviously, you can't really compare an RS4 to a Clio no. purely on price. Yeah, and they're completely different cars, different horsepower, different body shells, but. It's the power thing for me. So when you said, do you want to come in on this Clio? I knew for the fact that I would be bored after one track day. Yeah. So all they'd be doing is causing myself an issue, trying to get my money back out because I'd be like, no, I'm out. I'm I'm not interested. I didn't, I didn't go in it in the first place. I've driven that car around and it is good fun. But when you've driven a GT3 around a track um, and a GTR and an M3, which was arguably as fast as the... GTR and if not as fast as the GT3 but it was faster than the GT3 because I didn't drive the GT3 the same way I drove the yeah. M3 yeah so I've driven all them cars quick round Alton Park 155 in that M3 to give you an idea the quickest we did in the RS4 was 202 wasn't it something like, something that. like that so seven seconds faster so and the Clio what was it 212 yeah something, like, something that. like that yeah so that's the difference I can't go back to a car that is 17 seconds slow around a one minute a two minute track it's just it's just not there for me anymore but nor do i want to drive a formula one car around a track because (laughs) they're they're too quick yeah so the sort of like the sweet spot for me is about four or five hundred horsepower in something you don't mind binning not a gt3 yeah and that's where the RS4 comes in, as it stands at the minute. So well, no, because I don't want to bin that either. Well, no, no, we don't. <laughs> the M3, I wasn't asked. It had fiberglass body panels. They were easily fixed, you know. Well, yeah, that's the thing now, no isn't problem. it? Like, even a grill, a grill is setting you back at oh. five, six hundred quid for a grill for the RS4. It's absolutely, yeah. and that's if you can get one. Just mad. 
But um, but yeah, so that's the reason now as to why I spoke to Jay, who, are, who owns the other half of the car, and said, do you want to buy my half? So you obviously own the, the, the full car. And at first he was like, yeah, 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 defo, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it off you and I'll keep it. Uh, which would have been the ideal scenario for me because it, it'd be nice to know that it's still, you know, yeah, I'd still be still able to see car, it and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, he then messaged me the other day and just said, "Listen, mate, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't afford to, I can't afford to take your half of it." Which is did his, did his missus have a go at him? No doubt, yeah, because he he gets pegged quite a lot. Pimmy, bless him. Pegged, yeah, yeah, yeah. You she, know what pegging is, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do, and I've met his missus, and I can guarantee you that's the kind of shit that she's into. Pimmy, if you're getting pegged, <laughs> he's well getting rogered. Fair play to him mate. against his against his will. <laughs> I reckon he's getting fucking yeah. pinned down and pegged by his missus, but uh, he won't thank me for saying that. But I bet you it's true. And uh, but yeah, so he he can't afford my half of it to buy me out of it, so it's getting sold. The Cleo, poor thing. Well, is what it is. End of an era. Yeah, that didn't last long. Well, I don't need two track cars, do I? And we're going to no. use the RS4, and we're going to have fun in the RS4 as well. Finally, when it's when it's finished, and that Cleo, you know, you can't take them both. Well, I suppose you can take them both at the same time. But you can't drive them both at the same time. And if I had track days coming up, and I could only take one, I'd be like, well, you know. I'll take the RS4. Like yeah. you wouldn't, I just wouldn't take the Clio now, no. um, which is a which is a massive shame because, as I said to you, it's it's great fun. Them brakes are oh, the brakes are the best part of that. That unreal. car stops, and like I said, I've been on the track so many times, so I know I know braking points and how fast uh, cars come to a stop. Well, not to a stop, but where you can get through a corner. That Clio is the best braking car, and that's comparing it to a GT3. A GT3 stops because. The 992, the 991.2 had um, PCCBs on it. So that car stopped. Mm. But that Clio, it's not far behind yeah. it. And um, it's just a shame. It's just a shame that, that the power's not there, the straight line. If it had 250, say, say these Clios with Megane engines and stuff, yeah, it's probably perfect. But I don't know. I've heard, I've heard stories about them. It's just like, I don't know. I think a Clio works because it is just short of 200 horsepower because I don't think many of them make 200 like no. a 197 that I had, I think it was about 170. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. like that. They just Yeah, they don't make them the power, the claim power. That's the thing a lot of people have said to me, just put a Megane engine in it. Um, but the amount of cars, Clio's that I've seen, it's like, oh, it needs a new engine because it's blown up. Like they'll they'll put a Megane engine in it and the turbo will blow up. And yeah. I, I just can't be arsed with that. Agro, it'd spend, whereas now, because it, it, it's an NA engine, I mean, that that little engine is, is mega. It it just keeps going. It, it's... I'd done nothing but had the balls thrashed off it for and I think four or five track days and it's just hassle free, cracks on with it, it's not particularly fast. But then I think as soon as you start strapping turbos to cars, it's just gonna be like, Oh, it's broke again. I've the got cars a you, turbo. The cars you seem to see that break down in the mornings at tracks is I don't know whether I'm just looking into it differently, but I would I would say the majority, quite a lot of them have turbos on. If mm. there's an engine you never see like N A cars having engine problems it's no. just they're usually bulletproof that straight six in the m3 eight years running it at red line every single time it went out it was just bulletproof mm. amazing and it'll be the same with the rs4 you know na engine just they just go don't they just go on and go on and go on yeah we've given that rs4 some stick haven't we yeah. all around marbella i drove it hard when i was daily driving it and then we took it on the track and we drove it really hard then as well um, it and it's yeah, it's hundred and sixty five and a half thousand miles. It's mad, isn't it? NA engines just seem to be, um, you know, there's a lot less to go wrong in there, I suppose. So yeah, I think uh, I mean I prefer turbo 
charged car. Yeah. You know, just for the, torque just, and just, the, just know, for the drivability yeah. of it, it's a, it's a better feeling yeah. uh, car to me. Um, but on the track, I probably would go for an NA. Yeah. Just like a lightweight, something NA. It's just, you don't need that to, plus the power delivery is more linear as well. Yeah. So if you're coming out of a corner in a turboed car, you can tend to, especially a rear-wheel drive one, you can tend to, if you don't feed the power in, you know, like smooth, you know, you're, you're sliding out of it. You're sliding out of it. Whereas that's the thing with the Clio. The Clio, it's just not enough power to give you any problems. The only time you're going to come unstuck in that car is if you if you enter a corner too quick. Yeah. And that's about it, really, because you ain't exiting it too quick, are you? Cause no. Because there's just not enough power to get you. to get you. And a lot of people will disagree with that who's got Clios, but the bottom line is they're just not powerful enough to really put you into any trouble. No. Unless you don't break mint obviously. car, but it's it's just going to be sat from my point of view now. I just wouldn't. I don't think I would use it. Um, but uh, yeah, so unfortunately, Pimmy can't buy my half off me, so it is up for sale. Um, okay. A guy go. come and picked, uh, come and had a look at it today. Who I know, because um, I, I didn't really want to advertise it. On I can't, I can't be asked with stick people on, coming around my on, house uh, and stick stuff. It on eBay. Uh, I just can't be bothered with people coming around my house and stuff. Yeah, but you're selling a car. What? I know. People are going to be coming around your house. No, you can't sell a car without people coming around your house. No, no, I mean like randomers. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you say I'm antisocial. They'd be like, oh, it's, it's Ben from Evil GT. Oh, I can't believe I've met you for the first time. It's like you're a hero of mine. I fucking had a guy at um, the Ikea Roundabout, Junction 8. I was on the phone to my dad. And uh, there was oh, a guy. I was on hands free. I was on hands free. There was a guy behind me and uh, he was at the lights waiting. And he, yeah, I could see, he got his missus, I'm assuming uh, his missus in, in the passenger seat. And he, I could see him doing this in my rearview mirror. I'm like, fucking hell, what's going on there? And anyway, we come up to the uh, next set of lights on the roundabout to go right onto the 62 towards Manchester. And we was there and he put his window down. And um, I, like I said, I was deep in conversation with my dad. So he, he was like fucking shouting uh, through the window. So it looks left. And he's like... Oh, no way. Ben Evil GT. How you doing, mate? You okay? And all this kind of stuff. I was like, fucking hell. This guy's a madman. He was well excited. But uh, my dad started laughing because my dad could hear him. <laughs> oh, your dad was on as <laughs> well. Dad was so on the phone, yeah. dad's a bit of a celeb, isn't he, on the old uh, Evil oh, yeah. GT channel? Yeah, definitely. They love well, the curb assassin, don't it, they? It is funny, like, when you see people. And we get messages from people saying, oh, that lorry that was flashing you, you'd not done anything wrong. I just watch your videos. <laughs> I was driving I, it, I watch uh, your videos. I probably come across as ignorant if anyone does that because I don't look around. I don't look at if anyone's in a car next to me or behind. I look at cars on the road for obviously safety reasons because I want to know who's behind me and in front of me and at the side and stuff. But I'm not really looking at who's in it. So you could be shouting, waving. You'd have to literally bib your arm and like pull in front of me and I'd be like, you fucking idiot, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> all right, mate, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, mate. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny. Well, anyway, have we got any... So, yeah. For those who may be interested in the Clio, I want five grand for it. Um, I had a look. You'll take four and a half. No, I won't. I, 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 that's a five grand firm. Do you know, do you know if why? You buy, if you're buying breakfast. No, I'll tell you why. So I had a look on Autotrader. Take him out for the night. The cheapest chop. The cheapest <laughs> RS200 for sale is four grand. Yeah. But it's done 144,000 miles. Okay. And it's a completely standard car. So NA I, engine now, so they go, for, they go for ages. No. So I was like, well, as he's done, what, 74, 75,000, I think. Had three owners. Windscreen wipers don't even work. No, but there's 74 quid. I've got them on my watch list on, on eBay. Do the don't windscreen wipers work or not? No. 
<laughs> no, but I've got a new mechanism with the oh, motor in me. Uh, is in it me been fitted? No. So the windscreen wipers don't work? <laughs> no, That's they're not expensive is what I'm saying. So it's Clio is in tip-top condition like a brand new with no windscreen wipers. It's like wipers. a brand new. It needs, it needs trap red ends, it needs inner tie rods, and it needs the lower ball joints. Yeah. But then they're all cheap, like the bits to get are cheap. Okay, mate. Um, not expensive, but okay, I want five mate. grand for it. That one was four grand and it was standard. You wouldn't be able to throw a thousand pound at that four grand hey. to make it as good as mine. I'm just I'm just giving it from the person that's coming. The wipers don't work. Four grand, mate. Stop trying to devalue my car, you absolute gobshite. Yeah, I don't have to do that. To I want five, five bags, please. Just give him the fucking five grand and he can shut up then. <laughs> He'll be yeah. like, oh, I'm, I, w- I want five grand. It's just like you get what you're giving on a car. You either, you either sell it for what people are offering you or you yeah. don't sell it. So you might end up keeping it. No, and the reason why I've not sold it yet is because I've not advertised it anywhere. I literally right. spoke to a mate of mine. Get it on eBay. No, Stop I don't. fucking about? No. I, I, um, do you want me to advertise it? Oh, fuck that, I'm not getting involved. No, I, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it here. I've got editing to do. I'll bring it here. Oh, yeah? Is that is that, a, is that another thing that we need to let our patrons know? Oh, yeah, I'm editing now. Just, just from a cost point of view. What happened to Nick? He's not here anymore. Why? We got rid of him. Why though? Because I was paying out of my own pocket for his wages. You was? Yeah, Grand so, month. and I was like, um, actually, let's go. Part two of the podcast will tell you exactly what's happening with YouTube. So we're back. We are. After a brief interval, we're going to make a brew. So we're going to listen to you now eating a Y food bar. Well, I've got the Y food bar. This is food, and I'm sucking on some salty nuts and um, chocolate. I love salty nuts, me. <laughs> nice, aren't they, though? Yeah, well, I'm actually chewing on it, to be fair. Is it, so, so you got the salty nuts one, I got the salty caramel. I ate the small, salty caramel one, and that was fit as well. Mm-mm-mm. You, you, are you enjoying yourself there? Mm. Happy days. Right, so the, the only problem with this is now that I need to talk to you, and you're just going to like, nom, nom. You're on your own, mate. Nom, nom, nom. No, because you was, you was going to tell us about the... What was you going to tell us about? We've literally just been to your kitchen and back. What did we leave it on? Oh, YouTube. Yeah. What What's going on with YouTube? What is happening with YouTube? Well, YouTube, we had a discussion last we did. week. So I'm going to put my salty nuts down just for a minute. I'm going to put them there, just out of the way. I'll come back to that in a minute when you're talking shit. So yeah. I'll talk shit for a minute. Okay. So we have been under a certain amount of pressure recently because... Oh, hold on a minute. Let me take my coat off. Hey, up. means business here. Because Until you're talking about money. I didn't have my coat on a minute ago. I know because we've just been outside. Because it's still March. It's winter, isn't it? Yeah, it's still it's winter. Fresh out there. It's freezing. So we had a we had a little meeting. So we were gonna go one or two ways. And we said to Nick, the editor, said, We wanna expand, we wanna do more stuff, we're gonna do more podcasting, we wanna do more videos, and we just wanna throw more content out there because we do enjoy, on the whole, doing it. Yeah. Not everyone's amazing. But on the whole, we enjoy producing the content and we can see the potential in it because at the end of the day, for us, it is a business um, and we do like to get some uh, payment off it for our time. Um, but getting paid for something you enjoy doing, well, it's not work, is it? No, it's the but, ultimate goal for everyone, that, isn't it? Yeah. So we've got some bills, obviously, equipment to pay for and fueling cars and, and trying to pay for some, some of the car stuff, you know, getting the repairs and stuff. We're by no means anywhere near in a profitable state, like some of the other YouTubers out there, bigger YouTubers are obviously making quite a lot of money out of it. And again, they're making money out of something they love doing. Yeah. Win-win, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, 
we had this discussion, right, let's let's hit it hard. We've been doing it for two years now. Let's smash smash it out of the field, basically. So we spoke to Nick, and he's got a secondary job. And he said, oh, I don't want to really commit to full-time. I'll carry on doing part-time editing for you. So it sort of like put us in a predicament because we're only knocking out two videos a week at the moment. Yeah, and that's whilst paying somebody uh, to edit the videos, yeah, right? 25 hours a week, 100 hours a month to edit eight videos, basically. These podcast videos don't actually take long to, to get up onto the internet because all you do is you put them into Premiere, chop the little bits off that you need, the front, the end, and the middle bit because we usually just grab a drink at half time, like an hour. That was an hour and 15 minutes, whatever. So they, they literally take a few minutes just to put into Premiere, render out, well, encode out, and then we, we fire them back up to, uh, up to YouTube. So there's no editing in that. It's just the main videos. Yeah. So we thought, right, well, if we're not going to smash it hard because we haven't got any other, other, other editor that we can get in, why don't we just take a step back a little bit yeah. and enjoy it a little bit more with less financial pressure of employing somebody. And for us, if we're only doing, because we looked at it, we've done eight videos. Ah, excuse me, my phone's going off. Unbelievable. See, this is, this is the kind of unprofessionalism that I've got to deal with. I didn't even know if my me, me, uh, speaker was on then. Unbelievable. Is that your wife? Uh, yeah, it's my wife, yeah. She knows I'm doing a podcast. She knows you're double busy. You know what it'll be? I've just got a quote for something else. <laughs> that's why you're not answering it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck off. Phone, phone someone else. Um, so, uh, yeah, we said, right, we're going to take a step back. And what we've decided to do is do two videos a week, but no, we're going to do two videos a week. Yeah. And just, like, take it easy a little bit more. We'll enjoy, we'll enjoy the content. We'll enjoy the lack of pressure, financial pressure and stress of like making, because if we don't do anything for a week, like sometimes we haven't because something's happened or whatever, we've still got to pay an editor. Yeah, exactly. So, But then they've got nothing to edit. Literally exactly. nothing at all to edit. just going to be sat there. So then you, you sort of almost feel like you're um, making videos and content for the sake of it, just to keep an editor in, in work. You right there, Russell? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just making content for the sake of it, aren't you? To keep an editor in work. And then you look at that content and you think, is that as good a video as we could have done? Do you know what I mean? Like, it is not that we certainly haven't gone into any videos just thinking, oh, we'll fucking, we'll, oh, we'll put any old shit out, we'll just do whatever. But sometimes when you look at the beginning and there wasn't any massive pressure from, um, you know, from like trying to employ somebody or whatever, the videos were just better. Now, don't get me wrong. What I do have to stress is Nick's edits were unbelievable, like amazing compared to Lee's. Lee can edit. What Nick, are you talking about? I'm dead good, mate. You know, you've said it yourself. <laughs> I uh, did, actually. Yeah, Nick's edits are... But but then if you're sat um, and you've got the, the time and, and things to do it, you, you just got to crack on and eat that. Hurry up, shove it in. Um then you know you, you've you've got more knowledge of Premiere and how he used Premiere, yeah, he mm-hmm. more knowledge of Premiere and stuff and, and how stuff works. And his edits were amazing. What we never found was that we were getting any more views from his edits. And uh, what we also found was we weren't doing any more uh, videos for him to edit. So then we was paying somebody money. Nick, quite rightly, is is working for us, so we was paying him money for it. Um, but we weren't like there was two goals really to have somebody like that to help us to get more views on stuff and also uh, to help us put more content out there. And unfortunately, neither really ever transpired. Um, so we've gone back to just me and Lee. Lee will edit a couple of videos a week. 
um, I'll continue speaking to companies and businesses and setting up the videos and setting up, you know, when we're doing this and organizing the diary and, and all that kind of stuff, ordering parts if we need them ordering and, you know, just, just the general other bits. And then, um, you know, Lee's going to go back to editing the videos. And the great thing is now that we've found these podcasts and we enjoy doing these podcasts because we enjoy having a chin wagon talking shite for a couple of hours, um, is that the gaps that we are not doing, rather than us just sat around with our thumb up our arse, like today, for instance, we don't have a video to do today, but we can do a podcast for you guys so that you then get it on Saturday. And um, everyone wins. Hmm. Tomorrow we are at Alton Park with Seb Morris. Some of you guys will have heard of Seb Morris before. He is a racing driver. He's driving this season for um, Porsche Carrera in the Porsche Carrera Cup GB. So he's going to be hooning a GT3 around. That's like your dream job, surely, just to just go on track and fly um, around in a GT3. That'd be amazing, yeah, because obviously they're getting paid sponsorship money and mm. whatever they get paid. I don't know. They, I presume they're on some sort of wage. Don't just do it because they like doing it, do they? No. Well, we're Which, going to Alton Park tomorrow to go and meet him. Apparently, there's some testing. He's, they're doing some testing with the car. So we've not met Seb yet. We've, um, um, you know, we were asked to, to do a few bits and pieces in a video with Seb at some point. So I think September, is it? Yeah. Going to Silverstone? Yeah, because we decided to go to Silverstone because we've been to Alton Park. It's on the doorsteps, 20 minutes down the yeah. road, isn't it? So we're in Warrington, technically. Yeah. Alton Park's. Yeah, Silverstone will be on good, the edge. It's not Warrington, is it? But it's, no. it's right around the edge. Anyway, um, we can ask Seb how much to get paid for being a race driver because I'm well, curious. Well, these are all things that we'll try and get on the YouTube video. Um, so we're going to be there at a race weekend. We'll have access all areas. We'll be VIP, in the garage. motherfucker. Yeah. Mother. So we'll be in the paddock, in his garage, around, you know, we'll, we'll be able to, to get the camera everywhere. And it'll be a bit awkward for us because we're not great when, you know, other people are watching and we're, we're doing videos and stuff. But, um, mate. Right, I need to tell her, stop stop ringing me, because I'm doing a podcast, piss off. <laughs> and take your quote somewhere else. But, um, so that's exactly what we're doing. But also, I think it's maybe next week, might be the week after, I can't remember, but we're doing a podcast with Seb. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys have got any questions for Seb, unfortunately for the, anybody that's watching this on YouTube... You won't see that. It won't be going on YouTube. Maybe put it on in six months' time, which obviously will you be... You can still ask a question and then join the Patreon family. Exactly, yeah. If you want to stick um, a question into... Because I want to ask him, as you just said, how much do you get paid? What's the best bit about it? How much does your car cost? You know, how much... All that kind of shit. I want to know. know another what? thing I want to ask him, but I'll what? probably forget. What? What happens if you bin the car? Yeah, who pays for it? Yeah. You break it, you buy it type of thing. Could <laughs> yeah. you imagine that? Yeah. Be driving around like an absolute vagina, not wanting to crash it, me. Yeah, obviously we're joking with that because, you know, clearly he ain't going to pay for a porker, is he, if he I puts it into a, a wall? No, but apparently, I mean, his story is, his story is inter like very, very interesting. So I bet, be a I bet you get a, I bet it's bonus um, related, though. Yeah, if you don't if you, crash it. If you keep crashing a car, you'd probably get fired anyway, wouldn't you? Right, next, come on, there's probably a You'd load of fucked. people. Oh, I'd be well fucked, <laughs> mate. I'd, I wouldn't last, um, I'd say I've never raced, so I've done plenty of track days. you crash without never... racing. Exactly, yeah. So what would happen in a race? Racing's much harder, isn't it? Because you've got people trying to get past you on a track day. The blue flag comes out, mm. let, let him pass because uh, uh, they're qu uh, quicker than you, so... Um, I was going to say queerer than you then. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Yeah, maybe. But that'll be a good podcast, that I think, getting Seb on. Um, who else are we lined up to come on? Oh, um, so for those, hey, I tell you what, that's more mint news because that's all been announced now. Yeah. So we've had to keep this quiet. We've known for a little while, but Awesome GTI 
have bought Ultimate Customs in Warrington. Uh, Ultimate Customs, if you don't already know, we've done a few videos there. Matt, who owns uh, or who owned Ultimate Customs, he set it up and founded the company. They do like carbon bits and vehicle wrapping and PPF and all that kind of stuff. So basically, Mark offered him ten million, and he was like, <laughs> "Fucking hell, Mark! Come on, I know, you yeah. can do a bit better than that." So we upped it <laughs> to and, twenty million, and, it, and he and he sold out. Yeah, Fair play Mark. I would have done the same. Mate. I know, but for twenty million, he's still working there. I'd have, I'd have fucked him off. Like, See you later, <laughs> yeah. bitches. Uh, don't I don't know. Sometimes uh, does people think I'm telling the truth? Probably not. That's mate. definitely not the truth. No. Um, I don't not. know. I don't even know the financials behind it. And even no, if we no did idea. know the financials behind it, we couldn't say because it's nothing to do with us. Exactly. Um, if we'd have bought it, I'd tell you. Yeah, yeah. Give a fuck. We don't mind telling our finance. Well, to a certain extent, you know, I don't want to say what my mortgage payment is, but I'll draw the line there. I'll say about PCP card payments. Yeah. I'll say about everything, but you need a little bit of um, mystery, don't it's you? It's just privacy. Have it? you ever told anyone your? I mean, apart from me, you've never told anyone publicly your mortgage payment. No, but then it's not It's not like a, you know, like you don't need to make sure somebody sat down before you tell them it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, let's move on then. <laughs> yeah. So going back to Ultimate Customs, yeah, Mark from Arson, he's um, he's bought that out. Yes. And he, uh, I don't even know why he's done it or the reason behind it, um, because obviously um, it, it's just a business acquisition. Like other businesses buy other businesses. That's yeah. just the way it goes. It's a great purchase though. I mean, now that Mark's mm. obviously got his awesome GTI side of things, which is all the VAG stuff, as you know, Performance M, which is all the BMW and Mini stuff, VBT, which is all your brake stuff, and now to have the custom, you know, the custom cosmetic bits and um, PPF in and wrapping and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's I think ideal, isn't it? Looking in from the outside, I think the main draw of that business is it's set up perfectly to do some PPF in and wrapping. Mm. And that's the thing you can hit the ground running rather than setting up your own place. And to be fair, you know, there's plenty of good rap companies out there. Uh, Pro Vinyl being one of the, obviously yeah. the premier ones in Manchester and the Northwest basically. We, we've, um, we've seen their work and they are good. Yeah. So you're going into a, 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 a sort of like um, a, a section, a, an automotive section that's, I wouldn't say it's, is it saturated? I don't think it is really. But what it is, is there's a lot of people doing it very well. Yeah. So you've got to be on the ball. You've got to be on your game. And all it comes down to is um, just getting, you know, if we get free rap, then we'll promote it, won't Hell we? Hell yeah. Or we're free anything. No, to be honest, we're, we're, if we get free anything, we'll promote it. Well, we've already discussed with um, with Mark and, uh, you know, what... what is in the in the pipeline is in the pipeline with us and ultimate customs and um you know that it's some exciting stuff and it'll be good it'll be really really good from uh, from everybody's point of view so yeah i'm looking forward to that that's a, that's a good purchase that from um, yeah. from mark's point of view i think and we going off a little bit on a tangent not too much but we've had some complaints from uh, from viewers which we we look at them as they're complaining but in a good way mm. it's 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 criticism feedback constructive though saying you're always in a garage and we've taken that on board and said yeah you know we are in a garage a lot so we are trying to uh, sort of like mix the content up uh, so this year them two days we're going to do two videos what it does do is it it does take some pressure off us uh, to just to knock stuff out for the sake of it yeah because nobody wants that i mean we i've just uh, i don't know when this is going on so you might think oh i'm not seeing this or Oh, that was on like a week ago, or whatever. But the C sixty three at Seti, where we did the uh, the podcast with Shane and Motti, I've literally just uploaded that to YouTube. You just watched it, yeah. Um, and that is 
it's not the best video. It, it's a good video as in we found out what power the C63 is because I was curious and it's made, well, we'll tell you anyway, whether you've seen it or not, 455 um, and, four, and 567 newton metres of torque at the highest point. It was slightly lower figures on the second and, and third one. One thing I did notice, though, on the third run, it still made 567 torque, but on right. the second run, so it made 455 and 567 torque. Second run, 453 and a lower torque figure. Yeah. And on the third one, it made a lower horsepower figure, but the same torque figure as the first one, which is really strange. Very. But we didn't say that in the video because I never noticed it until they edited the footage and looked at it on the on the uh, the figures, on the graph. Yeah. So, But yeah, that video, I mean, it's barely 10 minutes long, and I had to actually stretch the footage out by seven seconds just now. I had to re-render it because it was only 9.55, and the reason for that is unless you put a 10-minute video on, you can only put one add-on. So we need to, to, to make things pay and cover costs. You know, we need them three adverts in the video. It's a, it's a difference of like 100 or $200, you know, on a, on a normal, on a normal um, video that we do. Unless yeah. something makes like 300,000 views, obviously we make more than that. But like a normal video might make about $200. If we got one ad in it, we make about $5. So obviously we wouldn't be in YouTube business for very long if we're making $5 a video. No, you wouldn't, you I know. wouldn't pay for the fuel to get to where we're going. Well, no, because it's Ellesmere Port and it's, you know, eight round the corner. No. So that video, yeah, it's not the best, but it's a video. We had a bit of a laugh. I spilt tea up the wall, which was probably the highlight of the day. Um, you taking the piss out of me. I looked back, I was chuckling. Was you? You know, I was laughing. <laughs> me telling you saying that we needed to put you down. Yeah, Put exactly. you in a home. <laughs> put me in a home, yeah. So, you know, for us, I mean, that's our videos, and we just we just have a bit, it's a bit of light-hearted fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, no, I would genuinely put you in a home, but go on. Yeah, like I say, it's just a bit of light-hearted <laughs> fun. It doesn't mean it, really. You know, there is a certain amount, amount of, um, you know, admiration that he gives to me i mean it's most of it's off camera yeah. I mean, he bows down to me he's like oh sorry for saying that you know i love you really i'm like you're i've never a heard dickhead. i've never heard such bullshit in all my life you i'm always get off my feet dickhead <laughs> i don't need me fucking shoes polishing <laughs> <laughs> what's up with you now is this as you as you like <laughs> when i wake, wake up, up in, like, in, like, oh, in the middle of the night i just had a mad dream that ben was polishing my shoes yeah. piss off mate whatever well it could have been something worse <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if we can get down there <laughs> you know nothing wrong with a slave is there no chance mate you've yeah. got one my wife yeah yeah keeps my room that's definitely that'll be definitely like oh i've got this other quote can we do it like i'm gonna block a number <laughs> imagine that blocking your wife off your phone why have you blocked me why why is it not going through well just You've just answered your own question. Yeah. It's like, because you're fucking my wife. You, you know get, what I mean? It's like, you, you, you're spending too much money. So you just keep coming at me with these invoices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, going back to YouTube, it's, yeah, we, we're going to try and mix the footage up that we film. Um, we've got a few road trips on. Um, we it's, have. It's going to be not putting ourselves under too much pressure, but trying to, trying to, trying to mix the footage up a little bit. Yeah. Mix it up. Just try and do some different stuff. And try a bit harder, really, but not try too hard to knock out four videos a week. Try harder to do two, but make the two... I mean, we're not at that point yet. This is like... It's going to take a few months. Yeah. But, yeah, try... Um, just try and... I mean, they're entertaining. We try and just make them light-hearted entertainment with a little bit of information in there. But as everybody knows, nobody listens to us anyway. No. When I did the Etron review... People were saying, where, where's, what have you done with them? What have you done with Evil GT? 
because this is like this is not what we expect but done all right i think 40k views up to now but you know what that'll attract a different audience that because obviously the majority of the time we we cock about don't we we're not serious and stuff and you know that that video i think needed to be a bit more factual than than dicking about i mean i I didn't really um put that many facts it was only my own experience with the car um, I know how much electricity is costing me. I know I know the day-to-day running of it, and I know how I feel about the car. So it's just feedback. Yeah, it wasn't. I suppose you could. I don't like the. I don't like being called. You've reviewed a car. Yeah, because You're not I, journalists. I aren't a car We're reviewer. Not experts. No, we've been doing YouTube for two years, and I won't say we've been doing it. Well, I feel like we've been doing it full time, but I won't say I've had two years of car journalistic experience. Yeah. I mean, we're dicking about most of the time. The only thing I've got better at is the filming side of it and probably some, some more editing techniques. I don't believe that I've got any better at being a car reviewer because I don't. I never set it up to be a car review. Maybe at the beginning, that's what you do just to get yourself on YouTube. But this, as we've said, there's been there's plenty of car reviewers. Mint ones as well. Really, really good. Yeah. Car Wow, Matt Watson reviews probably every car that comes out. I don't know, variety, you know, is the spice of life, as they say, and people want to see different people reviewing different cars. And the thing for Matt Watson is, his, his review, maybe, of the e-tron is different to mine, because mine is actually a... Real a, world... An owner's... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...review. Yeah. I've he's, not had it for a week. He's driven it for half a day and, and then given his opinion on, on that side of things. I know he's done a few... He has done a few trips, I think in them to see how far he can get. He's, I'm sure he's done a few of them, but yeah, he's done a lot actually living easy. with it day to day. Yeah. Um, is, is, I don't think anyway, he's done a video. Like I think that. he did one on the RS six that he had, or was the RS yeah. four, one of them, one of the Audis anyway, because he had that for a few months and that's fine because I think you can only genuinely review a car when you've had it for a few months. Yeah. When because you've lived with it. Yeah. Because there's, there's certain, there you go. There's a, a fly. Get rid of flies that. Everywhere. Get off the Y foods because we need them. Um, yeah, I think you can only genuinely review a car properly, like 100%, no corner unturned if you've owned the car for a while or you've had the car for a while because you could jump in a car and, you know, it might be stuff that you never even thought, oh, I only come across that three weeks later when I tried to do this and I realise it doesn't do it, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But I didn't touch on everything about that car because you, you just can't remember. And we're not like, we're not reading off an auto cue. Um, so we're just saying on camera what we think at the time. I mean, how many times have you done a video and thought, oh, shit, I should have said that? Loads. Loads of times of me, yeah. me, me too. So, but if we were set up to be a car review channel, I don't know. I don't think I'd do it. I don't think I'd do YouTube. No, it's boring. I'd, I'd, Not I don't me. mind throwing them in every now and then. We've done that really. It was a little bit as a joke for the seriousness of it. But on the flip side, just to see if people actually want it as well. Because people might say, oh, yeah, I quite like that. Um, can you do some more? I'd do, I mean, if I've owned a car for a while, I'll do it. Yeah. Because, But what I don't want to do is just be reading off an auto queue. This has got 313 horsepower. This, you know, I, I, want to, I want to speak from my own experience. But it's like there's loads of people. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of them moments. Um, so, yeah. We, I don't think we're ever going to be doing loads of car reviews. We might do, I reckon if you was going to say how many you think you'd do in a year, 
Probably about a three. <laughs> yeah, that's one a it. quarter, well, yeah, or maybe. You can't that. do that, mate. If you're basing it on on you've got to have the car for three or four months, you're not going to be able to do many of them anyway, are you? No, let's well, be that's, honest. That's it. And I own that car for four months, so <laughs> and it's getting fucked off. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, as electric cars go, it's one of them sort of situations where uh, infrastructure-wise, you're you needed the higher range one for a start. It'll do 200 miles that. And if you're doing 200 miles in a day... Yeah, but it won't. That's the thing. That one I've got was 215, and it was 175, real world. It, it doesn't even do that. I've... So I've seen the higher range one will, though. Yeah, the higher range the, the one higher, 200 miles. Yeah, but it, that's what I'm saying. It, that, that won't... It, that will probably do 175, because the one I've got, the, nine, the 71 kilowatt battery, that says it should do 215... That's the Audi, but in the real world it does one seven five. Yeah. But in the real world it doesn't do one seven five. It probably does about one fifty. Right. So that's what I'm saying, and I've driven it enough to know. In the cold, though, in it. And that's I'm probably putting I'm probably doing the car misjustice because in the summer, um, should be better. It probably will do one seventy five. Yeah. But the only time you get my, I mean, I leave here, and when I go to the village down the road, it's it's um I can't remember how many, but. Say it's seven miles, right? It uses more than seven miles getting to the village. And I'm driving it like, and I've spoke to a lot of people now on comments on YouTube um, on that video that have said exactly the same. Um, the amount of people that have said, yeah, I completely agree. I cannot get the, the range that it says when it says it's got the only thing I've noticed. And the only reason I know this is because it, the car battery ran down and it was, I think I had 31 miles left and I calculated the trip because I couldn't stay in. I had to go out and um, I could have gone out in the C63, but I was going to pick the auto up and it was three of them in the car. The C63 is a bit tight and it's a coupe. It's, there's not much room in the back. Yeah. So I do want to drive the e-tron and that's what I'm saying on the video. I do really like driving that car. I, I love driving that car and it's a shame when it's got to go, but it had 31 miles in the, in the range. So I had to work out going to the village and then from the village to go and pick my daughter up and then back past flies dropping off the ceiling here um, and then back and it was the only time that I actually got the range but I drove I'm not I literally I, I had it in eco um, and it was like I drove I can't even tell you I was pulling out from junctions and just tickling the throttle yeah literally driving it if anything I was being dangerous because when I was pulling out, I thought that car's about half a mile up the road. I need to, it's going to go in the back of me because <laughs> I was pulling out of stuff just so the battery was conserved. And if that's how you have to drive an electric car, it's pointless because you can't get anywhere quick. No. So if you put your foot down and you want to do, you know, 77 down the motorway, 87, 90s, you know, like a you know, quick down the motorway, yeah. you can't, you're using so much range, like so much. Well, you can do that in a in a petrol car, or a diesel car, because you just go to the petrol station and put some more in. But mm, it's easy. That's the problem with electric cars, and I said it in the video. And I'm not saying I was right, but I think I'm very much on the same page as a lot of other EV owners. Um, there was only a couple of people. Well, maybe one. One said, "You're paying too much for electric." Um, this is actually a point. Um, Octopus Go, I think it's called. So what's said that? You, uh, electricity supplier. All oh, right, okay. So you can get off-peak kilowatt charging, yeah. uh, seven point five pence. Ooh, nice. Right? Yeah. Between the hours of half twelve and half four, so four hours. So right. I get five hours. Yeah. At ten pence. 
Yeah. So you'd have to have a pretty big charger like um, that's going to get some juice into your car real yeah. quick. Yeah. Because four hours, even if you had the 11 kilowatt, is 44, yeah. which is just over half the tank. So if you use more than half a tank a day of, of range, I'll say half a tank just because you know what I mean, don't you? Um, you can't charge it back up in off-peak hours. Don't forget, you're very rarely charging that from zero. Rarely charging Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Zero. So if you use... So you should it, be fine at that. If you, It's a 71 kilowatt battery. But you don't use 71. You're right. probably using close to 60. Okay. So if you use more than 44 of that a day, yeah. which is... So if you're doing... If you're doing more than 80 miles of the cl- of this so-called 150 that you're going to get, driving it normal, right? Yeah. So 80 to 85 miles. If you do more than 85 miles in a day, you can't charge that car up at, ho- at home on your off-peak tariff. Right. Because there's not enough hours to get. So it's four hours on that Octopus Go at 11 kilowatts. You're going to get 44 in at the off-peak charging. Then for us, we pay 10 pence because we're on... British gas, it's shite. We're looking at it, I need to change it. 10 pence off peak and 40 pence. But that's an electric car tariff, which is ridiculous, really. That is ridiculous. You just said yours is 20 pence, but they're putting it up. 21p, yeah. But it's still going to be cheaper than mine. Mm. I got moved. I was with Utility Point and they've gone bump. So I got moved from them to EDF, but I didn't know. The first I knew of it was when I got a bill from EDF saying uh, your, your payment's going up from £43 a month to £251 a month. And I was like, why are EDF sending me that? I didn't know anything about it. So anyway, I rang them up and they were like, yeah, well, you've been with us since the 25th of November. I was like, right. And what tariff have you had me on? And they're like, some welcome thing. But yeah, some welcome that, isn't it? Yeah, so exactly, <laughs> yeah. So it turns out that me me welcome tariff, I, I was, I've gone from 14 point summit pence per kilowatt hour to 21 pence. So I was already paying like 7, 7p more. I'm but, still I'm still flabbergasted how you can have gone from 14 to 21. Well, yeah. Mine's a right rip-off then. Yeah. I need to be ringing them up. But so that's a new tariff. But that was, a f- bearing in mind though, I fixed that in a year ago. Do you know what I mean? So okay. I fixed that 14p in a year ago. What, for a year, for one year? Yeah. So that's why they were ringing you yeah. up and changing so it. The still 20- cheap. 21p is still cheap. Yeah, but twenty. But this the 25th of November this was, so my year wasn't finished, so I was still yeah. in that fixed price, right? The company had obviously just gone bust and I I had got... Mo- no wonder I was, charging you 14 pence. Clearly. <laughs> but I got moved from um, them to EDF. But EDF, rather than just saying, listen, we'll honour your fixed price at £14, whatever, that you were on, your tariff you were on, they've just gone... it, Which I didn't... Like, I didn't know we was moved. I didn't get an email. I didn't get a letter through the door. Fuck all. And... Um, but I did get the one, conveniently, that was like, yeah, your payment's going up to £251 a month. I was like, fuck me, thank God I got that one. Oh, yeah, they send, they send that out. Yeah, um, make, sh- make sure that gets there. Yeah, oh, we got there the po- all right. They ring the postman early, don't they? It's like, are you going over to um, your road? Because I won't mm. tell you where pe- people where you live. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, I'm just on the make sure number whatever. Gets I don't even this. know your number, to be honest. Make get sure he gets this. <laughs> make sure yeah. you get this post. Well, I didn't even get a letter. It was an email. It just came in an email. But oh, yeah, right. I, 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 it, I, literally, I, I was... Fucking, it was a good job I was sat down because I looked at it and my missus has been winding me up for ages, kept going, we need to, uh, we need to keep our eye on the, on the gas and electric. And I was like, nah, fuck it. She's saying, oh, they're all, everyone's gas and electric are going up. And I was like, nah, ours, ours is fine. It's been like that for four years. We've always paid about 45 to 50 quid a month. Which is well cheap, isn't it? Well yeah. cheap that. We've always paid I mean, are you, that. Are you ever in? Do you use the house? Not really. 
No, we you don't stay somewhere else. Is that just a standing charge <laughs> yeah. cost? That I'm in your I'm in your West Wing. You just don't know anything <laughs> about it. Yeah, well, I don't know where it is. That's why I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it comes to something, your house is that big. You don't know where your West Wing is. <laughs> no, oh fucking our first world problems, isn't it? I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, anyway, the guy who I spoke to, I just said, listen, I'm not paying the twenty one pound, uh, twenty one pence per kilowatt hour now because. You've, I've been moved to your company where I'm just honouring my fixed tariff that I had. You've just gone, oh, fucking, let's put it up by seven pence. Yeah. I didn't know. So I'm using me, me thing. They're saying that I've got a bigger bill because obviously my kilowatt hours more. So I was like, no, like put that back to 14 pence, whatever it was. Um, and then we'll have a chat about this new, you know, the new price. Because apparently in the 1st of April, they're all going up again massively. So we all need to somehow fix... Um, you know, fix an energy thing in. But I've shopped around already and the um, the first one I came to, I think it was Utilities Warehouse, which I've heard of before. I think they're the ones who come around and, and try and get your phone and your, uh, like, loads of shit all under one roof. But they're saying that based on my usage, it'll be 120 quid a month, which is still more than double what I'm paying. But then if energy prices have gone up, that's great, but it's still half what EDF are trying to charge me. I can't even imagine what my electric bill is here, charging that car up at 40p. Oh, it's going to be fortunes, It's mate. going to be fucking through the roof. It's going to be about 600 quid in a month. But don't forget, though, and somebody mentioned this, I think you'd work that out wrong, I think, because it's it's 40 pence per kilowatt hour. So whilst it's charging, it's 40 pence an hour. So if it takes, if it's charging up at um, 3.6. It's 40 pence per kilowatt. No, it's per kilowatt per hour. hour. Yeah, yeah. That's what it means. So when you... When you charge up, if you've got a two kilowatt charger, if you've got a two kilowatt light um, heater, yeah, then every um, hour it's using two kilowatts, which you're paying eighty p. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not like using. Um, so basically, if you've got a seventy kilowatt uh, battery on, the, and you just left it on, yeah, you're paying for seventy kilowatts of power, which. At, Per hour, is I'm paying forty pence, right? So I'd be paying. Is that twenty eight quid? To that's charge how it I, that's how I've worked it out anyway. Because I, what well, I'm not as far as I'm concerned, that's that's the right way. Well, what I'm not following is that you're currently on three point six kilowatts. Yeah. Per hour. Yeah. So that's putting three point six kilowatts into your battery per hour. Right. Now, do you understand what I'm saying? Three point six. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, actually, now. So, so that's why it doesn't So have I worked it out right? Well, I, this is what I'm not following, you see, because that you're means, not putting one kilowatt an means, hour in, are you? So, no, that's the thing. So that means... No, no, I've no, I've worked it out right then, because a 70 kilowatt battery is 40 pence at the moment. If I'm paying, o- if I'm paying off peak, mm. sorry, a uh, peak price, which is... 17, 18 hours of the day, fucking 19 hours of the day, actually. Yeah. Because it's only from 12 while 5. Yeah. So for them peak costs, I'm paying 40 pence for a kilowatt. And right. it's a 71 kilowatt battery. So that's costing you £1.20 an hour then? Well, either, it doesn't matter. It's how much it's costing to charge the battery up. Yeah. So if it's a 70 kilowatt battery, for argument's sake, and I'm paying 40 pence for a kilowatt. Yeah. That's £28 to fill that car up from empty. Yeah. So I, I've, I've worked that out. But right? then 3.6 kilowatt. Per should... hour. So I'm paying, but I never said how much I'm paying per hour. I said how but, much I'm paying per kilowatt. 
Yeah, so I'm wondering how much, how long it should actually take to charge that car up. 20 hours. So if it's 70, 71 divided by 3.6, yeah, 19.7 hours is how long it should take. Yeah, and then, but it's, I'm paying 40 pence per kilowatt. Yeah, 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 7.42 yeah. So 28 quid. Yeah. To charge it up. Yeah. Which so, is extortionate, isn't it, really? Yeah. So I, I work it out as, if you've got a one kilowatt heater, going yeah because you can get one two and threes can't you yeah um and that one kilowatt heater you left that on for one hour peak you're paying 40 pence an hour to use that heater right that's how i work kilowatts yeah. out i have no idea kilowatt hours right and not. stuff as far as i'm concerned that's right yeah well hopefully whoever's watching and listening to this is still awake but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is it's confusing yeah it is. because you get a car and it says um, it's got a 71 kilowatt hour battery. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a 71 kilowatt battery, isn't it? Yeah, it's a 71 kilowatt. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's like KWH when yeah. you see it. It's like, because I looked into it before I did the video just to make sure, you know, there was nothing like, not like something I'm saying wrong. You were chatting shit. Yeah, yeah, it was more than normal. <laughs> and um, it was like, that's just how they, that's just how they put it down as, it's like it's KWH. Yeah. But really it's just a 71 kilowatt battery. You need 71 kilowatts to fill it up to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, like a tank is 70 litres, you need 70 litres. A kilowatt in my, is it one kilowatt is like a litre really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, as far as car tanks go, because... Seems that way. You know, 70, kil- a 70 litre tank, yeah. 70 kilowatt right. battery. And it's 40 fucking pence a kilowatt. That's how I worked it out at 28 quid. But if I do it off peak, which I can't possibly do it off, well, I could, it just means charging it up five hours. Then five hours, not using it in between. So 12 hour five, yeah. then not use it for the next day. Then 12 hour five, not use it for the next day because it takes 20 hours. Yeah. So it'd take me four days on the off-peak time to charge it up and then I could use it. And then it would cost me £7 to fill up the car to do about 150 which, which is, is super cheap. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You'd take that all day long, wouldn't you? And that was my argument on the video. Yeah. I can't do that. And if I take it to a fast charger somewhere else, fuck me, I don't know what they're charging you. Big money. Yeah, they're exactly. Expensive then. It won't be. It won't be ten pence, will no, it? No, they're well expensive. But the this is the thing where you need to because you can set the times of when it starts charging, can't you? You can set that on the app and set it in the car and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And this is where you need to, you know, if you add an eleven kilowatt charger, you get your four hours, five hours. So you get you get your five hours. So you're getting your fifty-five kilowatts in at, at what was it, ten pence? Yeah. So that's costing you five pound fifty, right? Is that right? Would you say? Um. 55 if, kilowatts, 10 pence? Yeah, yeah. £5.50? Yeah, yeah. So then the rest of it to top it up, you might need, what, another hour? Because that's 55, 66, because you're never using the full 71 kilowatt battery. No, no, that's the thing. You only ever charge up to about 80%. Yeah. And, and that's when it says it's full. Yeah, and that's the thing. If I See, the only thing that I'm guilty of is we haven't got the pod point, but we didn't get it in the other house um, because I knew we were moving. So yeah. all we'd be doing is paying for something we can't take and then we'd have to pay for it here so we said we'll pay for it here unfortunately when we moved here um and ironically ironically enough the reason we got an electric car is because we moved out of town and there's going to be a bit more mileage and the rs6 at the time was so expensive to run which they are v8 uh, we got the electric car based upon that but then <laughs> the catch 22 is it, there's not enough range in it and we can't get the fuel we can't get the range back in it quick enough and it's because we haven't got the pod point. So if we had an 11 kilowatt pod point, we could get in the five hours, 55 yeah. kilowatts back in. Yeah. Like you were saying, you know. So then you might just need one hour at 40p. So then that's costing you what? Say it, 
what five ninety. So that's costing you six pound then to fill it up. Well, you, isn't it? You're getting what you're getting about. I don't know, eighty percent of the battery it, range. It's something like that, yeah. You, which the, is about you don't get the bottom ten, you don't get the top ten. It's something yeah. like that, yeah. So put it this way: um, fifty-five kilowatts in a seventy-one kilowatt uh, battery, you're getting if it's say real world one fifty-five, one sixty at the max. It's not one seventy-five. You're getting what one hundred and thirty miles. So as long as you don't do more than one hundred thirty miles in a day, you'll never have to charge peak. Yeah. But Which, we haven't got the pod point here, and that was one of the reasons. But the thing is, uh, my wife is has done more in a day. Which is mad. Mm. Like, that is a lot of mile. Where the fuck's she going? That's because the range isn't the range isn't right. But and that's you're still thing. doing hundred you're still saying that you're doing hundred and thirty miles in it. That's real world, really. Hundred and thirty to hundred and forty miles. Say, yeah. Where the fuck are you going? Well, How are you doing that many miles in a day? All I know is she's she gets through it. Like, but she must be she mustn't be driving it the best way do you know what's ironic um she owns a business but very rarely goes so it's not like she's got a normal nine to five job um when we went and did the central launch training audi said the average um round trip commute was 33 miles right okay and it's not even like she's got a place of work to go no. to every day what the fuck's she doing but they say the average house price is half a million well yeah so but then these, they these averages half, don't fucking add up half the time. Well, they don't own half a Cheshire, do they? So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um, it's her car, yeah. and who am I now? I can't I can't sway her to keep that car as much as getting an eleven kilowatt charger here would help. Um, I can't I can't sway her to, to 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 keep it. She doesn't. She's she's not. I mean, I suppose she has got range anxiety because it's a it's a term now that yeah. Um, and I suppose she has got it, but she's constantly complaining to me. It's like, oh, if my mum says, do you want to go in? And I have to look at the range and then I think, oh, and I can't charge it. On, and I go here and this charger's not working. And I know that for a fact because yeah, yeah, I've been to yeah. shit loads of chargers. Yeah. There's either someone on it. So if you've got a super fast charger, whatever they call these, I don't even know what they call, just a fast charger that will charge. We we went on one that was 50 kilowatt charger. Yeah. yeah. It nearly... In an hour, we went, it was outside a pub, which is no no big no big problem, is it? So we went in. We was in there for forty five minutes, and it more or less filled up so much charge to the point where it was like it was nearly it was nearly full. Yeah, because I don't know how much was left, but it just like yep, yeah, sweet. It, Eventually, it they're gonna be everywhere. They'll be well maintained. They're gonna be everywhere then, if, and that and yeah. that if that's the case, if you can, I mean, who, who the, whoever's in a pub for just an hour needs their fucking head looking at anyway. But we literally went in to charge the car up. Really, I'm not even joking. Well, and this is the thing because that'll be good for. So what the big companies are trying to do now with these lucky cars is they want to make so rather than just a petrol station, they want to actually make it so there's super fast charges there, but it'll have like a really nice. Um, calf so it'll probably have a costa in it or something like that you know like a normal service station yeah, yeah. but these will be the petrol stations so like the one at the end of your road that'll be all decked out and that'll just obviously have the fingers everywhere but they'll be able to then go in have a brew 10 minutes your car's charged up yeah and i've heard um i mean maybe maybe i've not heard this right but i'm sure i've heard this one 150 kilowatt charges well is that, is that i can't remember the exact amount now but i'm sure the e-tron gt can be charged at like 200 kilowatt an hour. Oh, yeah. really? So it can be fully charged right, in like so 20 that. minutes. Well, that's the thing. If you, I've got no issue in doing a trip. There's two things for me. Like there's, 
I could get to, I don't know, 150 miles on the motorway in Eco. You, you wouldn't be able to put, you, you wouldn't be overtaking anyone. You'd have to go at like a really economical speed. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I get to just after Birmingham, for just electric past Birmingham. cars, though, electric cars aren't as efficient on the motorway. They need to start, stop, start, stop, ah, start, right, stop okay. for the regen. It's like a diesel or petrol cars. They are more efficient at a constant speed yeah. because you're not accelerating, slowing down, accelerating, slowing down. Whereas and it doesn't these, do many favours going round town because it just blocks up the uh, the filter, doesn't yeah. it? Well, so, my missus just had that on the Fiesta. Already? You come up and it's a petrol car. I didn't even realise, but it says uh, exhaust filter full or something like that. So she's she need, I said to her, I was like, you, she literally go, by the time she's at work, she could walk to work in 10 minutes. So the car yeah. takes her like three or four minutes to get to work. It's not even hot. Not even warm a car, so she then parks it up. She'll be in the office, and then she just tootles around. You yeah. know, she goes and does viewings. That's Do you know it. what? Out of anybody that that an electric car is perfect for is your missus. Hundred percent. She does probably thirty or forty miles a day. You could easily charge, but then again, you've got nowhere to charge, have you? Uh, that's the only downside, and that's another thing as well. So you live in a terrace block, right? Yeah. How how. 10, 15, 20 years, them houses will still be there. Yeah, yeah. Probably worth three times as much as they know, are now. Do you know how they want to do it? Go on. Lampposts. Ah, right. That makes sense. Mm, so they want to they want to have the charges coming out of the lamppost. That's the... But how much are you paying though? Well, it'll be it'll be big money, won't it? Yeah. And this is the thing, this was my argument at the beginning because you're all trying to bang on about based on seven, eight pence per kilowatt hour you, you charge. So that's all well and good now. But when people actually adopt this, when the government go, everyone needs to get into electric... Um, and give you the incentive to get into electric, then you do, and then all of a sudden it's like, right, well, now you're on 40 pence per kilowatt hour. Yeah, which is just... Taking the fucking piss Ridiculous, isn't it? But no matter what, like the government, you know, we all know in this country how heavily taxed we are on fuel. Mm. So if we all then fuck fuel cars off, that's a shitload of tax they're not getting. And that's why there'll um, there'll be agreements with the government with these tariffs, these car, electric car tariffs. The government will be like, you know, 10 pence per kilowatt hour of that is ours. Yeah. Because that's where they'll tax you. It'll just be through the... Whichever way you look at it is, we might as well come to terms with the fact that there's going to be no cheap way of running private transport. Like, public transport has just constantly gone up and they say, oh, get on public transport. It's this, that. It's fucking expensive. Mm. I'd rather pay a little bit extra. It's like the daft thing, like, we went to uh, Manchester a couple of weeks ago and we got in a taxi because it was about a five or more than yeah. going on the train. So why are we going to get... In fact, it was cheaper going direct in a taxi at 60 quid than the seven of us going on the train. Yeah. And it's obviously more convenient. So there's, there's certain things where you have to look at, like, what's more efficient to do a taxi or a train. But one thing is, a car is always going to be more expensive than any other... Well, it's not going to be more expensive than a taxi because obviously that is a car. But where you can have a drink... Yeah. Right. So if you're going to get on a bus or get in a car, then you've got the parking for a car and everything. There's loads of factors about driving. Wear and tear off the car. Wear and, wear and tear insurances and stuff like yeah. that. So it's always going to be more expensive running your own vehicle. Then obviously, if you're in London, it's absolutely pointless because it takes about two days to go one mile. Yeah. So uh, running your own car and it's not going to get any cheaper. And this electric car thing that they've been ramming down our necks for like, what, two, three years now? Oh, get it on the get it on the company, and there's no com- which we did no company car tax there. That's great. I'm fucking paying a fortune in electric. I don't even know if I can get claim that back because I don't even know what the bill is yet. No, we've not had the bill because not been here long enough. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know what to charge the company to say. Oh, my electric car's charging up at forty p. Sometimes it's ten, sometimes it's forty. So I'll claim 
X amount, £100 for the electric. I have no idea. No. So either way, it's still dead expensive to run a car, whether it's electric, diesel, petrol, anything. The only way you're going to get around that, I think, is by having like one of them little Renault Zoe's or something, them tiny little, uh, tiny little hatchback things that will probably have a, I don't know, a 40 kilowatt hour battery pack in it. Yeah, they're good and, for 100 mile, aren't they? Yeah. Because obviously the e-tron, two and a half ton, that 70 kilowatt battery, it's been, they've been slated online. I only read it after I bought the car, but, um, you know, saying there's just, they're too big and heavy for that. They need, they need a big battery in it. Yeah. But then if you put a 90 in it, then it's even heavier. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't know. I think the answer is um, even down the line in the future. I mean, when the infrastructure's in, in say five years time, when there's chargers fucking all over the place, literally fuck me, that lamppost, just be a lamppost and not a charger. It's yeah. like wires coming out of it and everything like that. Then electric's going to be a fortune. It will be, yeah, because they'll, they'll tax your electric. Yeah, because electric's going instead. up quicker than petrol at the moment. Yeah. I mean, oh, petrol's expensive, but um, who would have thought £1.80? Someone put it on Instagram, and yeah. um, I was like, £1.80 for V-Power? That is expensive. I remember when people, and it wasn't so long ago, people complained about paying one thirty-five for yeah. V-Power, yeah. and now it's gone up 50 pence a litre, 70 litre tank. Fortunes, isn't it? It's a lot of money. Yeah. And I'm complaining about it costing 28 quid to fill the e-tron up, <laughs> which in reality, putting it that way, yeah, it's actually cheaper. Well, no, not really, because if you think about it, you're only getting 140, 150 miles. So if you base it on 300 miles, which you could potentially get out of a, out of a performance car, like that RS3 says 360 miles when it's full. That's um, Does it know you're driving it though? But then it goes, like as you're driving, it's, it doesn't do 360 miles, you know what I mean? And that's been... The big thing with petrol cars is that nobody's really given as much of a fuck about the real-world range in a petrol or diesel yeah, car. Yeah, and do you know why? Because you can go and fill it up. Exactly. And that's all it and is. And that's exactly it, yeah. Now... You're taking that opportunity away from someone. Mm. You can't go and fill it up. No. Because if you find somewhere, it takes ages to fill it up, and then you can't fill it up at, at home quick enough. So. so a lot of people suggested, why don't you get a Tesla? Because it's at the range in a Tesla, and that's something that is testament to Tesla. They're... they're Technology, the battery and motor technology is like phenomenal. Yeah, they're just shite though, aren't they? Well, this is the thing. You look at one and they're fucking horrible. I mean, I don't want to be sat in the car and then the door be shut, but I can still see the road. Yeah. Because the panel gaps are that big. It's, uh, they're, they're so shit. That that uh, Model X that we saw that time, uh, remember that 4 before thing? I was, could not believe. It was three quarters of an inch out on the door. We sat next to it and it was like, yeah. Mad. It looked like if if he'd have got out of it and gone, ah, oh, uh, it's been repaired. It was in such in such a bad accident. I'd be like, yeah, I can see that, mate. Yeah, yeah, they could have repaired it better though. <laughs> yeah, did they not line the door up? <laughs> I mean, it's there's only fun. one other car that I've been in recently that's just as bad, and that's a McLaren. Yeah, they're shocking as well. Yeah, they weren't the best. But, but this is this is the problem, isn't it? You know, like the the Tesla for me to look at, it's not a pretty car to look at. I don't like the look of them. Although there's no denying the technology and the you know and the range and things like that, there's no denying that it's amazing. But oh. that's it takes us back to that thing that we've said right from the very beginning. There's no such thing as a perfect car. There's not. I mean, it's close too, but usually got to pay the money. But yeah, I think a perfect. There's no perfect car, but there's a probably a perfect car garage. Yeah, you could have. You could have a few. You need like, I'm like, I'd love to have a van, me. Yeah, we've been talking about this, haven't we? And because I love driving, I don't know what it is. I just like driving a van. 
I don't know what it is. A vein. Yeah. yeah, you were very quick to get in the fucking Golf R on the way back from uh, SK Tuning, though. Yeah, but not not not. <laughs> a di- I'm talking about a, di- a van that's got like got a bit of poke. Oh yeah. You that. know, if you get like a two liter Transit MSRT. Yeah. You know, 170 PS. Nice, just unladen, but nippy little motor that. <laughs> I can't believe you're trying to sell a van to me. I'm not selling it to you. I'm trying oh. to sell it to myself. No, I I, t- I, I want to get a um. I want to. I want to get a, a posh, uh, you know, one that we get driven around in. Oh, like a like a like the, a limo. The, the V. The like v, a V. Like Vito, a v, is it? Vito, yeah. I think that was the old. They probably call something different now. Yeah, like um, yeah. There's a, a company. I, I, I saw. What, a, they won't be cheap then. No, I saw a company on TikTok that decks them out inside, and there's a, they, they'd done a stretch Vito, and inside it was ridiculous. It looked unreal. It was like yeah. four seats facing each other, so two that way, two that way. Legs up, massage, like the blinds. Sold. Oh my, it was amazing. Love massages, me. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it well, it, can it I tell you something amazing. else that's what? equally as crazy? What? Do you know how much an MSRT Transit van uh, with the with the seats in the back? So you've got half a back of the van, but you've got enough for like, like a crew cab five, one. yeah, for five people and stuff like that. Um, Fifty thousand plus VAT. Fuck off. Plus VAT. Fuck off for a van. Plus VAT. 50 grand 50 plus grand. that. Yeah. So 60 bags. 60 bags. For a fucking van. For yeah. a transit. For a transit. I mean, I, I like them. They look they look smart for a van. Fucking £60,000. Even if you had a business that was VAT registered and you claimed that 10K back, still 50 grand. I wouldn't pay 50 grand for a van. I don't, I don't think they're good. They look. So, I, I mean, 30 grand second hand for one. Still 30 grand for a van. So it's a lot of money, and it. I remember when vans used to be. I was talking to somebody else about vans. Actually, he was like, um, I think it was Phil. Phil Royally owns um, Banners and Signs, and he was telling me, I'm sure he's got a Citroen Berlingo or something. And he was telling me that the van new was something like ten or eleven grand. It's not a big. It's not like a big transit. It's like the, yeah, it's like a like a Connect transit. Yeah, connect yeah, yeah, that, um, yeah. And uh, sure, he said it was ten or eleven grand. Now he's like, there's sixteen, seventeen thousand for the same van, and he's like. It's fucking shit. It, there's nothing <laughs> on it. You know, the van, it's just yeah. a boggo. Yeah. It's a no-frills van. And the the amount of money they've gone up, is, oh. uh, it's like another 50%. It's, it's a joke, fortune, yeah. It's an absolute joke. Well, it's the same as, uh, same, same as everything in it. We can fucking sit here and whinge about how much shit costs all the time. Well, that's, a, that's our podcast in a, in a nutshell. Whinging. Whinging about stuff, how, how much stuff is and how much your wife spends and how much this is and that is. We can just fill it out with that. So have we done have we done enough to fill out a podcast whinging about stuff today? I, I think we probably have, yeah. I think we have. I mean, the main thing for me is we've explained um, what we're going to do on YouTube. It's going to change slightly. Um, it's not for the lack of like effort, but like you've said a few times, no point in being busy fools just going through the motions, knocking videos out for knocking videos out sake. And I agree with that. Um, we've, you know, we'll enjoy it a little bit more without the fact of having loads of pressure to do a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday upload, yeah. just for the sake of it. I mean, in an ideal world, that's exactly how I'd want to do it. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, that's how we started the channel, that's what we was doing. Mm. Um, but unfortunately now, it's just gotten to the point where we were literally sat there going, fucking hell, we need to make sure that um, Nick's got shit to do, because he's yeah, got yeah. nothing to do, but we've still yeah. got to pay him. Obviously, he's got bills, um, just like we have, but... You then start thinking about like videos and stuff that you can do and, and footage for him, and then you sort of think, hey, "Are we just are really? we just doing it for yeah, the sake of it?" Yeah, and and what we don't want then is for people to um, to look at something 
And like the chap did and quite rightly said to us, you're fucking constantly in a garage. And that might be, that's not really factoring, uh, that's nothing to do with Nick. I think we've also probably taken on too many projects, you know, too many cars that have needed work well, to be done. Before we before we end this podcast, I think the things that are going to be um, staying and going, so the car's going, obviously Cleo's going, we're going to sort of like get the Avant track car on the track and see how it is. But it probably after we've finished it, it's probably a project that we're going to shift on yeah. just to li liquidate some cash so we can do something else. Cause we've got a couple of road trips. Well, at least one coming up and they obviously cost money to go on. So, um, got two. Oh yeah, we've got two. Yeah. So we've got the spring break, uh, cannon run up to Edinburgh, up to Edinburgh, which is also going to coincide with getting the exhaust done on the Avant track car. Yeah. And then we're going to come back. Um, we can't do the last stage at JM imports because that's going to, going to be coming back towards um, the northeast Durham. Durham, yeah, Durham. I think so. Uh, we can't do that because we, we will be in like uh, Falkirk around that area. Yeah. So we can't do that. Um, and then obviously we're going on, that we've said before, the SSOC Euro trip. That's nine days. We are. Um, all around Europe. So that'll be mega. Um, uh, obviously going to cost some fuel money. So you, you, I don't know, you might be talking 700 quid just in juice. And then we've got another vehicle like coming. So that's going to be, well, it's going to be a few grand just to do that. And that's a cheap trip. That is a cheap trip because yeah. the trip's only like, well, it's not much. So I think it was two and a half grand for two people in a car, which for, um, you know, for over a week's worth of yeah. um, road trip uh, is, is, is amazing, really. Yeah, it's cheap, yeah. But it's not. Uh, it's really a no. Frill, it's a no frills trip. Yeah. Not like the cannon run. The, the cannon run's got all the frills, the parties, and all the yeah. just the behind the scenes event sort of like organising. A lot of people involved. So obviously, genuinely, it's it's a more expensive uh, trip. Whereas we're doing it just stripped out. It's like just everything's stripped out. We're just paying for the hotels. There's no parties, even though we're gonna. There's a few of us going, so there will be sort of like our own little. We'll be having a few beers and bars and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're doing that. So that's why the Avant might end up going. Um, obviously, the M3's got its own backstory now. Um, the c 63 is going nowhere at the moment, even though it is Christmas tree lights on the dash, so it is pissing me off a little bit. We'll get that fixed. RS4 uh, saloon, that's just part of the furniture, basically. And the grey RS3 is going to get swapped out for the green one. So It is. We're just um, trying to work out the best way to um, to fund that car. Um, which is uh, a conversation for another time because that is a long conversation. Yeah. So we'll talk about that on the next one if yeah. we re if we remember. We will. But thank you for listening and watching this podcast, and thank you again to everybody that supports the podcast channel. We do appreciate your 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 genuine, yeah, long term, amazing, Absolutely. legendary support. Legendary support. Yeah. So we've got you know to repay that. I think we mentioned this before in the podcast, but. This coming Wednesday, so this now will have come on afterwards. So the Wednesday just gone, for those who are watching this now on Saturday, um, we'll have had it's the... It's already confusing. Yeah, but that'll be... So the Jay Cannon one's going on, right? So uh, Jay Cannon, as you yeah. know, owns the Cannon run. So he's going on on Wednesday. This podcast then will be on the Saturday. Um, and then a, a week on Wednesday, so not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after... Um, will be the Pissed Up podcast. Yeah, can't wait. With for that Nathan, to go on. that was a good. One, um, that is three hours and twenty-two minutes. Um, and you know what? In three hours and twenty minutes, we had five drinks yeah. each. 
Oh, is so, that how many was, yeah? Yeah, yeah, five drinks each, yeah. Fucking okay, so, hell, slacking me. Yeah, I have to remember because my wife will call me an alcoholic if I, <laughs> if I drink too much. I need to up my game. That's, that's <laughs> amateur, amateur hours, that. That's it. So, um, you're going to give us some outro music? Yeah, can do. What, we'll, do, what do you want? What, Same you, as the intro. You pick. That's all I've got. <laughs> that's all I've got. Well, it's. I'll tell you what this is. This is sad that we are now um, ending this podcast, so... <laughs> well, you, you hit them buttons better than I did. No. <laughs> yes, that's because I've labelled him. <laughs> right, so uh, thank you very much to every single Cheers, one of you. guys. And, um, see you next time. We will see you next time. Behave yourselves. And um, if you ever see us out and about, come and say hello. Mm. Like the guy did at the roundabout. Yeah, just don't come round to anyone's house and stalk us. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> but thank you very much. Take care. And um, see you later. Uh, Putin's a cunt. <laughs>